Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice, our mild-mannered podcasters were bombarded by gamma rays, bitten by radioactive bugs, mutated by toxic waste, irradiated with cosmic rays, born into a world that doesn't understand them. Hey, happy new year, everybody, and welcome back to the Talking Comics Podcast. It's Wednesday, January 10th, and you're listening to episode number 631. I am your host, Steve Say, and joining me for this week's show are Mr. Bob Ryer. Is that old creep still here? Oh, (laughs) that's me. Sorry, it's been so long, I don't remember anymore. Aaron Avis is here. All right, so Donna Noble, what do we think about Don- Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we'll remind people of your episodes shortly. John Burkle is in the house. I am podcasting from Snowbageddon 2024, <laughs> so if my ceiling collapses, it was a great run. Uh, how many <laughs> inches do you got, John? We're back. Uh, it's a massive 13 to 18 inches. Oh! Oh! Wow. Nobody okay. can handle that many. And I saw somebody talk about that recently. That's not good. Oh. <laughs> and uh, last, but certainly never least, Chris Carey is also here. Hello, Earth. new year, new me. This year, I'm not going to be chaos at all. I'm totally on control and on mission. Bullshit. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Reserved. <laughs> this is a reserved podcast now. Yeah, yeah. we're very Earth. serious. We talk Pinkies about in comics. the air. Pinkies up. Pinkies in the air, buttons and ties. We talk about yep. comics in the first five minutes now. Yep. <laughs> no no Colts. No. No, no, no cults, nothing, no just cryptids, comics. Not no. even going to mention T Swift. I'm very normal now. And yes. creators, talking creators. No, I, I even remember yeah. the names of the people who make my comics. No, no. <laughs> You're going to throw us all off, Chris. Stop. Stop. Uh, welcome back, everybody. <laughs> we, uh, we thank you for your patience. It's been a couple of weeks since we've had a fresh podcast for your ears, but here we are. Uh, needed a little bit of extra time for the break, but to fill the gap, we did have some Doctor Who related podcasts Woo-hoo! hosted by our own Aaron Amos for the uh, three specials with David Tennant and uh, Donna Noble. I cannot remember the actress's name, even though I know it. What the hell is it? Thank you. Uh-huh. Uh, and then the Christmas special that came out on Christmas with uh, uh-huh. Shudi Gatwa's official first episode as the doctor the incredibly well moisturized judy got <laughs> he's so beautiful wow mm-hmm. he was glittering, very well in moisturized. That, glittering in his glory mm-hmm. 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 work in that gym yep uh those are super fun episodes whether you're into doctor who or not they're very entertaining um and here we are so there's going to be a couple of changes to the podcast no i'm just kidding uh, it's the same shit. New Year. We're oh, going to have wow. lightning rounds. We're going to talk about a bunch of stuff that uh, we did over the break. And uh, we're going to have a good time, have some laughs and maybe, you know, talk about some movies, talk about some games 
And uh, next week, we'll kind of resume our, you know, tried and true original uh, recipe format. But, Maybe uh, we'll find Joey coffee. by then. Yeah. <laughs> For tonight, we're going to have extendo lightning rounds, kind of keep it real casual and uh, just catch up with each other. Because <laughs> regardless of having an active chat, uh, it's been several weeks since we've all gotten together. And so it's kind of a big deal at least for yeah. us. And uh, you got to sit in and listen in on the chaos. So congratulations. Just, and you're welcome. We should just chaos. call them rounds. We should even call them lightning rounds tonight. Just rounds. Yeah, but then the sound <laughs> doesn't happen. There. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, they'll, they'll always happen. I spin you right round, baby. There we go. Yeah, did everybody I mean, have a nice holiday? Uh, John, what did you what did you do? Oh, criminy. Uh, Christmas was, you know, Christmas with three small children. It was big buildup and lots of chaos. And then it was over and everybody was looking around, looking for something to do, even though we just gave them a ton of new presents. Wow. Um, wow. I'm no, it was fun. It was um, the, uh, make sure no little people are around. And if you have small children that you listen to, uh, I'm going to give you a five, four, three, two, one. This is Fuck. the first year my son <laughs> knew that certain um, large people from the North Jolly don't folks. actually yeah. exist. Aww. So he took it out of his way to um, um, do the elf on the shelf and do Aww. all of the stuff to Aww, make it lovely. special for his little sisters. So That's that was really cute. Nice. Um, where was the then, best place that you hid the elf this year? Uh, I it, the elf got trapped in a plastic um container and was trying to get out with its hands against the nice. oh, Jesus. <laughs> very, very, cra very cramped, but nobody can save it because like we might touch it. And I, yeah. and I had to explain to the girls that he doesn't need to breathe. Um, <laughs> do you know, <laughs> you know, those like those terrible, um, I mean, I love them, but like those really bad horror movies mm -hmm. that are knockoffs of knockoffs or, or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, um, yeah. And they're so, made in Bulgaria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We need an elf on the shelf. When elf oh on the God. shelf becomes public domain, somebody needs to do an elf on the shelf revenge tale. Oh, yeah. Okay. That, that'll be like that'll be like 2078. I'm going to make it. I'm going to change my whole trajectory of my career right now just so I can make that movie. Not when I from the grave. Year, but last See, year... I taped it to the outside window of my son's room so that nice. when he opened the window in the morning, there it was, was looking at him. And it was horrifying. He's like, oh my God, it's outside. And I was like, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, he could be everywhere. He's everywhere. But no, so Christmas was tame. New Year's, I was asleep by 8.30. So I did oh. London New Year's. Damn, Gina. So I can't stay up anymore. I watched too you much football. And I didn't even, no, I don't even try anymore. I'm, I'm a realist. And my wife completely understands because she was in bed by nine. Okay. You don't like set an alarm and wake up for the ball drop? No. And either his wife. It's called DDR. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. No. Wow. I, I have not made it to midnight in, I would say, 15 years. So you missed the fact that two gay men kissed in front of the ball and suddenly everyone decided Anderson? to talk about it? Yeah, okay. Oh, no. it, I, why? I, I, you didn't see this? It was so no. stupid. 
everyone was freaking out. I was like, well, what happened? And it was like two gay men kissing in front now, of the ball drop. Now, if three gay like, men kissing, let's talk. I know. Lord I was mercy. like, I was like shit. this show was hosted by Anderson Cooper. You didn't notice it was and, gay before now. Right. And, and, and his what? house is there and they have children. And why shouldn't they kiss on New Year's it was Eve? Right. Him and, yeah. It was him and... Uh, um, uh, if they only knew Bailey, what gay men have done on the streets of New York... They were literally making jokes about threesomes all night, but you guys were freaking out about one kiss. Okay, <laughs> myself oh, and Middle Cooper America, let it go. <laughs> oh, Middle America. Was it? I missed it. Was it Anderson Cooper who got the smooch? No, it was two randoms that they just like zoomed in oh, on from the crowd. Yeah. Oh come on! <laughs> People are freaking out, and that's why oh, I was like, God. I thought I really Get thought something. People, I thought uh, something Chris. else had happened because I was like, okay, well, what, what are we forget out about? It's 2024. People. We need to, literally. We need it's to, 2024. Right. Seriously, we, we live. We live in a post salt burn world. Okay, worst things. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> we should Meanwhile. put the word "people" in this context in quotes because people. We know who we're. Yeah, yeah we know yeah. who we're yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah, send yeah. Krampus after them. Meanwhile, yes. congressmen are getting BJ's in chambers and, you know, whatever. And Senate or, or, yeah, we, we have a show since Senate Tweak happened. We can't let that go by. Want to go, uh, want to go beetle juicing, Aaron? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Lauren. <laughs> hey. Uh, oh, God. Uh, Chris. Yeah. Uh, your Christmas was oh. jolly and bright, I take it. It was. It was good. I really didn't know what we were still talking about. Yeah, I didn't know either. Yeah. I don't even know why we're still talking about it, but go ahead. Yeah, it was really nice. I chased around my nibblings. Uh, I was just telling Bob we played Krampus. It was very fun. Nice. Love, <laughs> love some Krampus. New holiday tradition: we pretend to be yep. Krampus and eat some children. That was my th- four-year-old nephew's idea. He was like, "Let's throw the children in the pot and eat them." And I was like, "All right, sure." <laughs> that didn't take much convincing, I'm sure. No, I was. I'm always <laughs> down for cannibalism. <laughs> A little light holiday cannibalism. It's great. Yeah. It's a great. It was a great holly time. Aaron, what did you do during the holiday? Actually, it was interesting. We um, I started some family shit, and I'm watching. I'm enjoying watching it play out. Oh no! So, nice. you know. Oh, oh, the gift no. that keeps giving. That's that's uh, huge. I, that's huge. Uh, he, he's got to join the, the chaos crew. Listen, he's got yeah. some chaos in his soul here. Well, I yeah. pulled the pin and I tossed the grenade and I'm like, all right, bitches, everybody die. You're like, Merry Christmas, bitches, and Let's Happy New happens. Year. Let's see what happens. So Here's my know. gift my gift from me to you, an argument. I was like, you bitches are boring me. Let's start some shit and see what happens. Aaron was oh. like, this year it's Festivus. Let's just air our grievances. So, so actually, my um, Christmas Day was, was good. We did a whole little catering thing because no one wants to have people come into their homes. Uh, we're like, we're like, we don't, we don't want you in my home. I don't, I'm not, I'm not cooking and cleaning up for you. So we, uh, we did a a central location, uh, and then just had a family friend cater it. And so that was fun. Uh, I love you're describing this as like a hostage exchange. (laughs) We all, we all arrived at different times so that no one could see our vehicles. You know, and then slid in different doors, and you know, and just arrived. And every time Came someone left, you had to yeah, turn nice. the lights out. <laughs> and so, you know, it was fun to have that little <laughs> scenario going on there. And then we had a. <laughs> what was so funny is uh, our cousin was taking pictures, and he said, "Okay, I'm going to send them out to the family." And then it was like, "No, no, no." 
<laughs> don't send them to everyone. Some people didn't get the invite. Yeah. And let us determine who yeah. to send them to. I was like, ooh, the shade. So yeah. let me pick at that for a little bit. And so I was like, so what's going on with that? <laughs> and so then they started going into that whole little scenario. And it, it led into the fact that uh, in two weeks, um, our my great aunt turns 100. Wow. And yeah. And so, you know, her daughter was creating a a scenario a gathering for her, but not in her hometown. She's that doing was... it like five hours away. So, no, 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 no. So of course I couldn't let that go. No, you can't. And so I was just I'm like, oh, you. I was like, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled the pin, tossed the grenade, and walked away. I it's love still that going for you. On. I'm She's taking a knock at the door, I'm still and there's a Christmas head. present on fire on the stoop, <laughs> and somebody goes to stomp it out, and it's just full of this person's shit. I'm still, I am still, I got a call today in the middle of the day for one cause. Can you believe what happened? I'm like, of course I can. I, yeah, I started it. Like, yeah, of course I can. So what? And it's just so entertaining. So we're going to see how that all plays out. And of course, after all of that, I'm like, oh, by the way, I'm not coming. <laughs> that's the way to do it that's a mic drop so, so you know, be there enjoy. for 101 exactly enjoy you know it'll be fun that's mm. twisted and i love that okay so that was my holiday thank you for asking <laughs> bob, bob how about you i can't top that but um i had sort of an early christmas a lot of people were traveling so it's okay let's do things early so went to uh, Dawn and Ed's and lots of comic related things were given out because I, I'm spreading the gospel of graphic novels and stuff. Yes. So that was, that, that, that really worked well that we little ones and, and grown ups everybody got something. And that was great. I, I'm not going to go down the whole list. That would take me like 20 minutes, but that was lovely. And in return got the, I am Stan graphic biography of Stan Lee in return. So wow. love to do that. Um, so Christmas, uh, look, I'm me. So our occasional co-host, Nikki, was actually working Christmas at a brewery. So it's like, let's go there. <laughs> Let me have a couple of pints and we'll have some uh, lovely conversations. I had a couple of pints. <laughs> I, well, I had more than a couple of pints of lovely home-grewed uh, Threes Brewery beer. And and we're doing our book club this week on, on Thursday the 9th, if you're in Huntington, blah, 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 Threes Brewery. Um, is that the Bright Young Women one? That is Bright Young Women, which is an amazing novel that people should read. I'm reading uh, it right now, actually. So it was like good timing. Well, if you're in Huntington on Thursday, you can come. Well, I'll see. I'll see if I could just suddenly be in Huntington this Thursday. Yes, it's only an eight-hour commute. It's uh, fine. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, in the holidays, being by oneself can be okay. There wow. was some chaos around, and it was all right. And I'm not alone because I have you fine folks, and that's you know we we we. We're reconvening today, but we've been chatting all this, all these weeks in between. Yep. Yeah, Every, everyone but Joey, who we lost to Tears of the Kingdom. 
Yes, Zelda. I think so. By the he way, that's Zelda. why Joey's not here. <laughs> well, let's just slag Joey. Oh, no. Lovely. He didn't even respond. He didn't he even said, say no. whether or not he was going to be here. He's, no, he's just off in Hyrule somewhere. He I messaged busy. him earlier. He said, I'll right, be back and, in February. Right, and I tried. I, I threw him a cocktail recipe. I thought he'd respond to, which he didn't. No. He's um, directing some yeah. grand. Okay, he's Stanley sure. Kubrick. Oh, sure he is. Uh, he's More like Ed Wood, but hours. you know. He goes. <laughs> He has a he has a megaphone and everything. I I, I got every see, time, I to... and I love Joey, but every time he talks about getting starting a theater troupe, I just think waiting of government. <laughs> oh my god! She's <laughs> quirky in this scenario. <laughs> love that movie. That's a great um, movie. Now I, I I have to say I hate New Year's more than you can imagine. Oh, it's like okay. me with Thanksgiving. I I have I've had some not great experiences on the day itself tried to whatever i privately will talk um i look at it as a way to purge myself of stuff now some friends invited me over so we we went and we had some fun and played uh, an interesting movie board game kind of thing had some snacks and some cocktails came home and watched really weepy movies uh why not so it was Roman Holiday and Sabrina back to back, and it was about three o'clock in the morning. And I don't watch the ball drop. I don't set the timer. I don't care. Wow. I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm wow. not interested. Wow. Wow. Guys, wow. sorry, Steve, but I can watch it. <laughs> I don't care. It's fine. I, I can this, watch the, it. the ball dropping is sacrosanct to Steve. Listen, I can, I can watch it in the morning on replay. I don't. I care. haven't missed a year since I've been aware of it. Wow. It okay. is always it has always mm -hmm. been going on in whatever house, no matter where I am, every year I manage to at least be there for that moment, even if I tune in like a minute and a half beforehand, which is what happened this year. We were in the middle of watching counts. Polite Society and I was like, let's pause it really quick. And we watched the ball drop. And I was like, all right, back to the movie. I don't think I've ever watched the ball drop live. I did when it was like Guy Lombardo and maybe oh, Dick Jesus. Clark here and there. I'm old, okay, Aaron? It feels like <laughs> a, Guy Lombardo. Like oh, a requirement of being a New Yorker. Like, that's a that's a. Oh, New then York then that's why event. I never watched like it. Lawrence Welk, New Year's Rockin' Eve. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Listen, Lawrence I don't Welk, have a lot of rock out. And a one, and a two, and it plays accordion. It's um, one of the few things that I, I do every year. Anyway, Bob, continue. Sorry. Yeah, it's just, um, it's a tradition, yes. I've never been to New Year's Eve in Times Square because New Yorkers don't actually do that. It's the out-of-towners who do that kind of thing. Uh, so it's sort of great. I, I have been in Manhattan on New Year's Eve, and that was one of the bad, that wasn't bad. It was, it was lovely. I went to a concert at Madison Square Garden on New Year's Eve. Stayed at the Hotel Pennsylvania across the street. Where uh, they're now closed, they're going to become uh, apartments Aren't or something. They? Oh, I didn't know they yeah. closed. Oh, yeah, they're, okay. they're they're they've been shuttered for a little bit. Oh. I mean, I'm staying in this hotel. I, I I I oh, I'm going down the rabbit hole. I apologize. I, I get a room that's supposed to have twin beds that now has one. Their elevators go sideways and never go to the floor. You're you're trying to get their restaurant closes at like six o'clock on New Year's Eve. They never said like, both okay, twins would arrive. Wait a minute. I, I spent a whole lot of money here, and now none of this works the way it's supposed to. 
it was it was lovely in its own way, and I got you know again it, it was the company I had was lovely and so on and so forth. But but still, it's like please, New Year's in Manhattan. Tourists go to the Statue of Liberty. I have never been to the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, no, neither have I. I. I have ridden past it on the Circle Line. I have been past it on school trips. I have never been to the Statue of Liberty. Really? We don't. Yeah, we don't. We don't. No, we don't. It's there. I'll, I'll get to it eventually. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta send you. I got Chris. I gotta send you a video um, from like a couple of years ago of uh, a tour of New York City and the difference between tourists going to new york versus actual new yorkers Amazing. it's all done with puppets it's quite good yes please right. do we I new yorkers you... we're looking for what's down some side street there was a i i was just thinking about this the other day because a friend of mine wanted to borrow some cds <laughs> i walked from greenwich village to the beacon theater which is i don't know 80 blocks Jeez. so it's four and a half miles give or take it's like, okay, what side street can I go to? What can I discover? So I discovered the mysterious bookshop. I discovered a shop that sold robots. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's where why, it starts. Right, that's why right, AI started right there. But Was it called you, the beginning of the end? <laughs> Colossus the Foreman Project. Yeah, it was yeah. one of those kind of thing. But we, we, we New Yorkers, are. I, I've never been down this street. What's over here? And you never know. And going to, I've I've been dragged to the touristy places, and they're never what they're supposed to be. No, it's all them TikTok filters on TV, making it look like more fun than it is. Meanwhile, everybody in the crowd, all they're thinking about is how badly they have to go to the bathroom. Yeah, 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 absolutely. If you it? find the little ones, it was, it was Steve. Remember a couple of years ago, we came in for Melissa's birthday. Yep, and met in the middle of was it Midtown? I believe so. Well, no, yeah, forbi- for, no, for, no, Forbidden Planet. We meant Forbidden Planet. Oh, that village. time we went, we've been in for her stuff a few times when we right. we went to the Beetlejuice Beetlejuice uh, the Tim pop Burton up. thing. Yes, yeah. It's like okay, that's the kind of thing New Yorkers do. I was gonna say because yeah. Forbidden Planet is stuck downtown, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Holes in the wall well, and good food. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Find that bar with the great bar food. Yeah. Isn't yeah. it fun when you accidentally trigger New Yorkers? Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I like I mean, how New Yorkers always have to defend that they're real New Yorkers. They do. They have to like, work so like, hard. Hey, look, I'm like, walking here. None other. Like, I'm walking here. Tourists do. That's what you know. Sorry yeah, for stabilizing and, and, and creating your economy, Bob. I was going to say, I, don't, I literally don't that's think okay. any of us did, said anything to cause this. I got to... Yeah, uh, that's just Steve and I doing it. Yeah. I got to drop my uh, I'm from New York during an interview the other day. Of course you nice. did. Adorable. Yes. Uh, should I roll into my stuff? No, I just I gotta say, um, I didn't know it was possible to make eye contact, significant eye contact via Zoom, but John and I made eye contact like three different times and giggled it and you <laughs> I saw I saw you giggling. I almost went turned off my video. I was like John almost fell out of his chair at one point. <laughs> so it's a quote Groucho Marx, love goes out the window when money comes in you window. <laughs> okay. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> so my Christmas was the opposite in where I was surrounded by people on all sides at all times. Oh, lovely. So we uh, went to Ottawa, as we normally do, to go visit uh, Bronwyn's side of the family. 
John is falling over. <laughs> Did you hear Aaron? No, what'd you say? Like, oh, oh an orgy. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, no me. Her body's so everywhere. Family. It's a like everywhere. Christmas a light orgy. holiday orgy. Light holiday orgy. Is that Christmas still the name of this home. episode? I don't even know what uh, it is. It's got to be. Is that what Hallmark does next uh, year? Yeah. Uh, the holiday gangbang. There you go. <laughs> the light Filming. Light but all their orgy. male leads kept going, ooh, women, icky. I decided to moonlight with Brazzers this year. There we go. Making my own family therapy video all right so we went to ottawa as we normally do uh we brought loki on her first ever road trip she oh. did fantastically uh family loved her she was so cute she was great with the kids oh my gosh she was so good with the kids they were they were all up in her business and she was good at all times we were very happy about that uh, but it was chill, like aside from the chaotic moments when everybody was there and it was just go, go, go the whole time. Uh, I've mentioned this before. Bronwyn's family is really good about kind of knowing my limits of socialization and letting me go off and do my thing. And so Bronwyn's mom had recently finished her basement. So it's kind of like its own apartment down there. And we moved down there for the duration of this trip. So anytime yeah. that I got overwhelmed... I snuck downstairs where there was like a 60 something inch TV on the wall and we brought the PlayStation <laughs> five and I just, you know, Fortnite or a game that I'll talk about later. Uh, and just got to escape for a little while. Uh, and it was fantastic. And I love them for being cool with me doing that because one thing that I discovered about myself during the break is that I, Da, da 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 have developed an anxiety disorder. <laughs> Isn't that fun? I'm, I'm, hey. I'm sh- Merry I'm Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you. It. Thank you. So my my anxiety, I we've we've doubled my medication for it. My anxiety has escalated to the point where I am now having like physical symptoms of sensations of my chest being crushed and the air leaving my body. Oh, been there done um, that, friend. Right? And so mm-hmm. for somebody Sometimes. with a heart condition. And, you know, uh, multiple surgeries, multiple open heart surgeries, every time it happens, it's it's a concern because I the sensations are anyway. Um, so I learned I, I, I over the break, I went back to my VR meditation that I've been doing oh, on the MetaQuest with the mm-hmm. trip app. And it has been fantastic to get back to that place and get back to those breathing exercises uh, I'm doing it every day and it's really yeah. helping me not completely, but like it's helping me along in trying to adjust to the new medication load. And uh, I have an appointment on Wednesday with an occupational therapist. And my name is also on a list for more like outlets to go and do therapy. Cause I tried doing better help for a little bit. It was too expensive and so now I'm, you know, back to the drawing board on that. And but I am taking. Can care I, of it. as the therapist in the room, just yeah. say, BetterHelp is not well trained and regulated. Don't use BetterHelp. Okay, go ahead. Um, <laughs> you never want sponsors on this, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, that's not what we do. No, I, I didn't, I Good. didn't match Fuck up better well help. with my. <laughs> yeah, like, there you go. They have you, they have you fill out a questionnaire as to who you want to talk to, and like yeah. I could not have been more specific. Yeah, Carl and, Young. That's who I want to talk. Like about. all, all power. This this man was very nice, but they paired me with a dude that I was just like, "You've got like this is this is a joke, right? Like this yeah. is 
it's not, not it's not you it's the app it's actually very yeah. very bad all actual therapists are like get off that fucking app it's the worst right so yeah. anyway um yeah, I, I would tell you i'm gonna jump in not yeah. a th not a therapist or do i play one on tv <laughs> you're probably better off talking to a friend than talking to someone on that app yeah but uh, real therapists are amazing and you should definitely find one yeah exactly yeah and right. i'm like, exactly right i'm i'm exploring my options and i'm really looking forward to it i'm looking forward to this uh appointment on wednesday i went to one of them already and it was kind of about one thing, the car accident that we got into a couple of weeks ago, and then it turned yeah. into everything else. And they were like, wow, you you really need to like talk to somebody. Do you want to come back? And I was like, yes, yes, I'll, I, I'll take I'll take nice. ears wherever I can get them right now. First step right there. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, uh, talk to your friends, talk to your family, talk to professionals. It's uh, it's good to get things out there and not overload yourself uh with things but anyway i've been looking forward to coming back to this show i'm feeling kind of even though i'm exhausted i'm feeling energized to get back into comics uh, i was kind of thinking about my presentation that we did at the end of the year shows and while while i uh -oh. think it was okay uh, -oh. uh I'm, not, I'm i mean mine i don't mean anybody else's i mean mine personally um I, I think I did a fine job of like at least mentioning the things that I really enjoyed, but I really want to be in a place where I can pour myself into it next year and come out with like an actual presentation instead of just like within the last few days being like, oh, I liked this and I liked that. It was a weird year for comics. So we'll talk more about comic book resolutions and stuff yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah, later yeah. in the show. Now now rate everyone else's presentation steve tell us how you thought we did oh i thought everybody else's was fantastic <laughs> no Thanks. we need ratings no, one to right five <laughs> yeah, 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 no we're not, we're holding we're not doing this that one. we're not doing that everybody gets a five everybody gets five stars five gold stars okay i love that john and i are on the same page yeah, tonight. Yeah. And that page is just making the worst <laughs> um yeah, we do so, three-fifths of the chaos crew here steve you know yeah it's true it's true so we came back from ottawa for christmas uh directly into our friend lauren coming to visit for new year's oh i miss her so much and so she spent a couple of days here and we did an at home like pampering night where we just sat with like mud masks and manicure pedicure stuff and bubbly and we watched merry little batman and polite society and the movie. new year's oh eve God. ball drop in times square How's oh. the mud mask go with the beard? It's fine. You just don't <laughs> I, put it in the beard. I mean, you just keep it up like, like I have, Batman mask. I have like a, like... <laughs> no, like I have a I have a bandana that I wear that has like little bear ears on it. Um, it's almost like a tanuki scrunchy. suit kind of thing. Okay. And just the mud, you guys, your audio podcast, you can't see this, but like it just Steve, let me describe skin, Steve's face for you. Shirtless bear fighters. Steve was doing. Okay. Shirtless bear fighters. It's actually very simple. <laughs> John, I don't a, know why you're confused about this. Have you done a um a beard mask yet? Because those are really I didn't even know those exist. Nice. Actually, I shouldn't be surprised. There's a mask for everything. If there's a part of your body, there's a mask for it. And that's Wait, what hey, hey, that. keep it I meant hey. what I said, Bob. Keep I meant clean. what I said. Keep it clean. You mean start it clean? We'd have to start over. <laughs> so in addition to uh, Christmas and New Year's, 
I read a ton of comics that we'll talk about uh, real soon and played a couple of video games, which I will also talk about and did a couple of really cool interview opportunities that I will also talk about a little bit later. Do we want to get into some comics? <laughs> All right, Bob, I think oh. you should start off our first okay. podcast of the year. Thank you. So, look, so much stuff that I've been loving that I'm not going to talk about tonight. And not that I'll be ganging up on event books that I'm resigned to bind that I'm not liking either. Instead, I'll highlight one long-awaited occurrence and three more Outre books. Regular programming will resume next week. That's when you complain about things. That's regular. That's, yeah. I'm not going to start. I got you. I got you. I love it. So, Fantastic Four, number 14 and 15 by Ryan North, Yvonne Fiorelli, Brian Reber, Jesus Arbutov, and Joe Carmagna brings us full circle to the start of Ryan North's run and Reed's decision to place the Baxter building. And that includes Franklin, Val, Ricky, Joe, as well as everyone else inside into another dimension for a year to safeguard all of New York City. Now, with these issues running on the cl- running out the clock on that year, however, there's a spanner in the works in the form of MetaMind, an Internet AI AP. I hope I did those uh, things right. There's much more than a game going much beyond what its billionaire creator had imagined. In issue 15, this takes well, more than a few twists quite emotional in a way that reminds me of Daniel Key's classic Flowers for Algernon, if you, any, if you guys read that. Oh, why does that sound so familiar? It was made into the movie Charlie with Cliff Robertson, where he won the Academy Award in 1969. Yeah, 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 yeah. And beyond that, I'm not saying anything else, because you should read these, because they're important. So, next up, it's the print collection of the digital Marvel Meow. And that strip is, of course, delightful. Writer-artist Nao Fuji delivers a litter of charming ultra-short stories featuring Marvel's fabulous felines and a ton of guest stars, human and pets, that will tickle every funny bone. My faves, we got a strip where Valeria's working on a litter drone and Uncle Doom, well, thinks it's better to have... Doombot kitties. We get some Loki cat interacting with Lucky, Jeff, and and Tippy Toe, and Chewie versus Sandman. So you can imagine where that goes. Enough said. Also on the lighter side, although creator Norm Kanyu describes it as part comic book, part art book, part unsuitable for toddler storybook, is a call to Cthulhu. Here. Here, a human has gotten Cthulhu's cell phone number and harasses <laughs> the great old one with taunts that feature, well, all of H.P. Lovecraft's most celebrated works. Ton of fun, and how could it not be with lines like, you're a freak show, Cthulhu, your tentacles hang limp, you smell of dead fish, you're an overgrown shrimp. Yes! <laughs> I mean, it's cool for... Get him. Uh, it's cool for, for grown-ups who are into Lovecraft, and you could bring your kids into it eventually. Now, finally, using an e-gift card from a dear friend, well, Sarah, I went to Escape Pod Comics and picked up The Mysteries by Bill Watterson and John, I hope I pronounced it, Shocked. 
here's the thing. Don't expect Calvin and Hobbes, but instead revel in a great artist jumping into something completely different. And I predict you'll love this little book. It's sort of gothic medieval, but the underlying messages are quite modern and very, very on topic for today's world. And that's it for me. Boom. Boom. That's the news down for 2024. Boom. Boom. (laughs) Would you believe that I did not purchase and or read Marvel Meow? That is shocking. Shocking. There's like a book that was created solely for you. Right? Yes. (laughs) Are these, I'm taking it, these are new Marvel Meow? Because didn't we get one of these already? Got one. There was a little uh, hardcover book a couple of years back. Yeah. That was the same creator. Uh, okay. That was all, all chewy. This spreads it around a little bit. These are the Marvel Unlimited Universe, whatever they call themselves now. I don't even know what they are. Uh, but now collected in print. And it was five ninety nine. Okay. And you get some Bucky, you get some Natasha, you get Cap, you get Loki, you get Jeff, you get Wolverine, you get Thor and Thori, who wants to eat, of course, you know, cats. <laughs> it's adorable, and you need to get one, Steve. I'll do I'll do it. I uh I wasn't sure whether it was new stuff or maybe just like a re uh, reprint of the uh the one that I no. already had. Oh, it's collected of it's collection of the last eighteen digital releases, but in print. So, what is the deal? Um, I don't know that I heard your part. I was answering um, something. Unfortunately, I had to mute myself. Uh, mm-hmm. The mysteries. Bill Watterson. This is the Calvin and Hobbes creator. Yes. Okay. What is this? The mysteries. This is okay. It, it... Have you read Edward Gorey, that sort of stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's, it's a lot like that. in sort of photorealistic. It's uh, a tone poem, I guess, You, you if I was going to say something about it. Again, it is about a society where there are mysteries beyond their walls. And how do we deal with what's beyond our usual ken? Whoa. And how, do, how, do, how does time move on if we do what we're supposed to do it is deep and interesting there may only be a couple of hundred words in this it is a very different style it is not calvin and Hobbes at all no but there there is still <laughs> calvin and Hobbes was one of the deepest comic strips ever written that's the case here even with so few words in it there's some really neat stuff in here and the artwork is incredible it's all kind of Digital photo, it's odd looking. It is really odd looking. It's got you know, love to have it on yourself. On it's yourself. got a little bit of like a Jim Henson company meets uh, scary stories to tell in the dark vibe. To perfect, it. absolutely perfect. Yes, yes, yeah. I'm looking at it right now. It's um, it's like no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna call it Shrek like. That's really mean. Um, Shrek like, <laughs> and then the donkey well, shows up. Shrek has I the Shrek move well, well the first Shrek is a is a fantastic animated film. Yes. That yeah, world great. is the ugliest world in all of animation cinema. I don't know what they were thinking when they made those characters. My god. 
Anyway, I haven't, I haven't heard anyone this passionate about Shrek <laughs> no. in like 15 I look, I I've, I've had it out for Shrek ever since I went to wow. see Shrek <laughs> 4D. Watch it. It's personal. Hey, do, you, do you know what Shrek 4D is? Tonight. This time it's personal. Anyone 4D? Shrek 4D? No. no. Okay. Shrek 4D is an attraction at an at amusement park, at a theme park, right? It's a movie that they filmed and everybody did their original voices specifically for this, quote unquote, ride. You sit in the movie theater and it's like smell-o-vision, but it's got the rumble seats. It's got all kinds of things. And at one point in this movie... Somebody spits water into a character's face, and do you know what they do? There Spray is water a, on you. There's a, no, there's a, a spout sputum? in the back of everyone's chair. So oh. the person that you're <laughs> sitting, that's sitting in front of you, they have a mister that shoots up into your face. All those little water particles, God <laughs> knows how long they've been sitting there, where they got it from. The picture going on like the love flume or whatever the fuck it's called. And they're putting that grimy ass, oh. the Simpsons, Lisa drinks the water and turns into the lizard queen water into your person. Directly from the toilet. That yeah. is why I have it out for Shrek. Ever since they COVID sprayed water. me COVID water. with like, Everyone in that park, their dirty ass hands and ass and who knows what else. The title of this episode should be Triggers. I know. So <laughs> or, or sputum. True, oh, true story. Um, Shrek is TJ's favorite movie. So I have heard the most about Shrek. That explains any, a lot. Any person <laughs> I've ever been around, ever. Uh and he got it for uh Farquad? It's Shrek himself. You gotta love that swamp ass man. <laughs> <laughs> this, is really? a trick, this is a trigger bang. Farquaad yeah. is so ugly. That whole world, Snow White in that movie. Whoa. Wow. In, in their defense, it, it's kind of Brothers Grimm, which is about the only thing that I kind of like about it. But if I stare at it for too long, I throw up. Amazing. Mm -hmm. This again, I didn't know anyone still had strong feelings other than you and TJ, which I, I still want to eat waffles with Donkey, though. I would be down for that any day. All right. Well, donkey has what? terrible boundaries. Where were That's we? my hot take. Where were um, we? I don't know. The, the mysteries, mysteries Bill, Bill Watterson. <laughs> Bob's lightning round somehow. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna shut up. Does anybody else have any comments? I have a fantastic fourth thing that I could bring up now if you want to talk about it now, Bob. Well, I was sure. just gonna Go I'm into the go ahead, Aaron. Yeah. Well, no, I, I I was able to catch up with the Fantastic Four. I didn't realize that I had missed an issue uh previously. So I actually I think I actually I think I've missed three. So I think I read 13, 14, and 15 all together. Um, and I'll be honest, when I was read I think this came along, these two episodes episodes, issues came along <laughs> right on time because I'll be honest. You were drifting? I, I was really getting bored with this wait for the building to come back that okay. bored not bored i'm sorry that's not the word impatient i Perfect. was getting yeah. impatient me too, me too um, at a certain level yeah yeah with with the building um also because i didn't necessarily know if i saw um and i think that i, I do think it's still time for this to happen i don't know if i saw the connection that we had hoped that we would see between each one of the individual sort of standalone issues mm -hmm. in the beginning. I remember we talked about that, you know, when Ryan Earth took, uh, took over that, you know, these were some very 
um, refreshing, cute ways of sort of getting into the characters and sort of seeing them, you know, seeing them separated and seeing them come together. And then the stories that they experience or the adventures that they experience along the way. Um, what would they mean? Are they dropping seeds here and there? And I still believe that's the case, but I didn't see them as clearly along the way as as I had hoped. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to see what's next. I'm curious to see, you know, where that takes things. I know there's, you know, from the dino issues that there's some things with Franklin that we're going to circle, you know, back around to. Um, but I'm kind of, I feel as though, and I don't mean this as a slight to Ryan's, I'm more excited about what could happen now that they're back than I was if I go back and look at this um, couple of arcs. Um, but I still loved, there were high points and low points. I think the low point is that goddamn mustache, which he doubled down on not cut, not shaving. It's not cutting at all. <laughs> he doubled down on it. He's like, nope, he never will. Um, high points were the time focused on Sue. Um, and Ben getting a lot of shine. I really appreciated Ben getting the shine for not just being the muscles, but having a brain. I really, really enjoyed, you know, that aspect of things. Um, there were a couple of low points where that whole mind control thing, and they went to the city where they no one remembered them. I thought that was kind of a weird sort of aside. Um, but I think overall, it was it 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 was a solid look at the family. I just I. I couldn't help but feel as though the family was incomplete without all the other parts of it that I have grown to love with uh, Valeria and Franklin and then Nikki and, um, good Lord, I'm forgetting her name. Joe. Sorry. Joe, thank Joe. you. Um, with Nikki and Joe, um, I felt like I was, each, each, ep each issue, I felt like I was not getting everything from it that I wanted to get. And I really had, I just love that dynamic. And as soon as we got to that point where, you know, I don't know, spoiler, it's a spoiler. Alert, yeah, let's, yeah. Go, go, let's go for it. Yeah. As a spoiler for 15, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Anyway, when Nikki and Joe and Val and, and Franklin are returned, it was immediately sort of like a, oh, that that it's a two page spread, right? Yes, with yeah. Nikki, with 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 Ben picking up the kids, and you know them asking, "Did you slay the blah 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 and all that stuff?" And we got and a just, new puppy to go with it. Yes, that whole thing, and she's like, "I will guard him with my life." You know that yeah. whole scenario was just like, okay, that's what I I wanted to see those little bits Plus and pieces, you know, put in there, and I'm hoping we get more of that. So I'm not saying that this first couple of arcs was bad. I just felt like it was. Because I leaned so much into, especially in their previous, uh, I guess what do you call it, volume, if you want to call it that, into the development of that family and then subsequently the extended family. And it began to mean so much to me, having it just yanked away. It definitely felt like there was something missing. Um, and I'm just so happy to have it back now. So that's kind of where I was with it. I, I'm going to say, based on Ryan North's other work, probably the choice mm -hmm. to make people who don't get it the way we do around here to feel that loss and then what it means to bring it back. This really... may or may not work in terms of sales or anything else, or it, it's, it's, we're talking about our resolutions. I'll get to those later, but it's one of those, okay, there, there are these books off to the side that there are real things happening, but you have to be open to what's going on. Do you wonder and... if they find it too difficult to write for the kids? No, I think Ryan North is going to kill writing the kids. I think he's going to be be brilliant. 
Um, I, I, as we've talked to him on the show. He is a very, very uh -huh. hip and smart person to comics and the audience and how you, you make that work. Yeah. And maybe there were people, the more casual readers, taking it all for granted. Oh, yeah, that's just his family book. Okay, now it's yeah. not a family, and it's about the loss and how you put the family back together. And, and I was trying to get that to work for folks. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't just mean Ryan. I, I mean everyone. No, 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 no. I yeah. think even Dan Slott. Uh, was it Dan Slott who basically, well, who was it that basically completely depowered Franklin? Was that Dan, Dan Slott? Slott? Yeah, that was Dan yeah. Slott. Because I often felt like Dan Slott doing that was because it was like how it, it's too difficult to write for an omnipotent child and make it have stakes. Um, so mm. I was just curious about that. But all right, yeah. that was my take. John, were you in on this one? I'm glad you two are enjoying it. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Ooh. I'm sorry. I've I've. I loved it when it started. I loved the Twilight Zone aspect to it. I didn't miss the kids terribly. Um, How dare you? How dare you? Well, <laughs> as, as, a, as I might have said before, as a man who has three small children, I wouldn't mind a year <laughs> off. Um, <laughs> Ooh, choices. <laughs> uh, I know they're coming back. I know it's all going to be good in the end. Consequences. Just, the, the dinosaur thing, just, eh. Um the this meta mind jeff bezos billionaire i i don't know it just i'm it feels a little rudderless the the kids coming back didn't even feel that climactic it just Aww. like boom yeah here they are we knew i know i wanted something a little bit more to it um i'm not bailing or anything like that i i, I want to stick around and see what happens i just feel like the book has been a little Oh, how do I say this nicely? Um, we'll say it not nicely. We're, we're, well, no, we're it just feels like it's been a little dumbed down. Everything's like contrived and figured out in like five five pages, and it's very antiquated, like how comics used to be in the seventies. But I think that's, I think, but I think that's a choice by Ryan North to I, do single issues or one one and done, two and done. Yeah, and and I get that. I just don't think. It, it's just i don't it just hasn't been landing for me um i i kind of want something bigger with the fantastic four i know you can tell bigger tales i wish um i guess there was i just wish there was a little bit more to it and there might be a little bit more to it coming up in the next you know five episode yep. issues but i just i feel like the book's been a little rudderless and then kind of the return of the kids kind of landed like a dud to me like i wanted some gravitas i wanted something more to it than just one of them dying no but i i, I didn't want like an app to hijack them that just feels so mm, wanting to like too much on the nose with where we are as a society today it just i don't know it just it did give me ultron vibes that yeah and and just you know the the whole when it was fading away is like you know okay i didn't, I didn't have any i didn't have any connection to it it was like man but I, 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 here's here's the thing in, in the world of comics now, where not to throw shade at DC and Marvel and what they do with events and the rest of it, where you have a checklist in the front of every book that you have to read 14 things to get a story. I think Ryan North is attempting to bring things back, as you say, antiquated, but to try to do 
the Galactus trilogy is really only yeah, half an issue, yeah. an issue, and another side at the other part of it, and managed to tell one of the greatest stories ever told in comics history. And I'm right. not saying what he's doing measures up to that. No, I, I don't disagree with you. It's just well, I don't I don't see him landing it like like Stan and Jack did back uh, yeah, then. No one, no one, no one ever has. No. The the thing of it is, he's attempting something in his own little corner that isn't connected to all the 14 X books and 12 Avengers books and telling his story. And as someone who is tied of all those other things, I'm thrilled that I can okay. read my book in mm -hmm. my little corner. And if nothing impacts it at all, except I get to play, I'm happy. Now I am certainly going to be in the minority on that. No, in terms of not being connected to the rest of the line, I think that's one of the things that most, well, at least I usually look to Fantastic for, because usually when they when they draw in the rest of the line, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's usually an, a mutants and Avengers situation. It's like yep. all Avengers on deck, and it's very, it's not very often that the Fantastic Four get thrust into the, the just the the center of it. I know they got whatever that was it the King and Black storyline they got. I think Dan Slott had to mm -hmm. incorporate some aspect yeah. of that. I will say I think in terms of hitting that more cosmic global uh, sweet spot, I do believe Dan Slott he sort of he hit the ground running, bringing them back from um, their sort of universe creating jaunt you know where franklin mm -hmm. still had yeah. all of his powers and it was creating universes or galaxies or whatever um and then somehow figured out how to bring it home and then expand the family and then make us love those those kids right. and, and all valerian taking her driving test there was small yeah. issues and big issues yeah exactly i think he hit those sweet spots for me that i don't know if ryan north has quite hit yet um i i I agree with John on some levels that yeah, not everything hit that 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 spot because I don't know if we always got the adventures. And I think part of that could be because you know there's some aspect of a continuing story that allows you having a continuing story that allows you to build on the the tension of the previous issue. And when everything is done, one and done, you you know, it's sort of like well, we kind of know this is going to be resolved by the end of this you know, 22 or 28 pages. Um, so maybe that is detracting a little bit from some of the 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 buildup um, that you anticipated, but I, I was kind of hoping that we would have a scenario where um, we would go back and see all of the, the Easter eggs that were popped into the book, you know, over those previous 13 issues um, all come to light and build to something here. Um, but you know, I think it's just, it's stylistically different. Um, I enjoyed the family pieces. I enjoy having that historical, you know, relationship discussion that we always get with with the Fantastic Four. Um, but you know, I, I there were some aspects of it that I, I I wish had played out a little bit differently. So I'm hoping that we we get to see that, you know, and whatever whatever comes next, we'll see. Boy, I can't wait to read this. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're going to love it, Steve. I think I me. will too. I have not read 14 and 15, but I just wanted to give some quick mentions to 10 and 11, which I thought were 
fantastic issues of the Fantastic Four. Uh, this was the like alien race in space, timey wimey, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. kind of a horror story, if you think about it, yeah. where the, the Fantastic Four are are rescuing this alien race from being stranded in the middle of the cosmos after the stars disappear. And the way time works when they're in the ship is the Fantastic Four are kind of appearing to them in fits and starts. And so the actions of them trying to save them are appearing like a horror movie, like mm -hmm. they're being haunted by the specters of the Fantastic Four because um, they're all experiencing this thing in different space time. Uh, and it's this really kind of like epic. I don't even know how many years it spans, but it's like hundreds, hundreds of 500 years. years or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really long time for this alien race. And it's like an afternoon for the Fantastic Four. And just the way that they figure it out, how they start scrawling uh, images of the Fantastic Four on the walls of the ship. And I just that was awesome. That was like some event mm. horizon stuff going on in there. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed that issue, and I really liked the issue with uh, Ben Grimm and, and the dog, dog. Yeah. getting mm -hmm. thrown into the uh, Wizard of Oz-like tornado falling hole thing, and Ben trying to suss out his situation and kind of break the illusion of where he was. Uh, and, I mean, aside from the one that I read before that, like 10 and 11 got me right back into the Fantastic Four mindset. And unfortunately, I didn't have time to catch up to 15, but I'm going to continue reading it later tonight. I'm going to read until I am caught up because uh, I was having a lot of fun with those issues that I read. 12 and 13 are, are their own little twofer, and then you get 14 and 15. So we, we will reconvene and we'll see where we're at. Totally. Awesome. All right, I think we should move on to the next lightning round. Chris, it is your turn. Woo, all right. Well, I have read a billion comics, uh, but I'm not going to talk about all of them, but I did want to say, and we'll talk about our resolutions later, but I'm catching up on a lot of DC comics. Most of them have already been talked about, so I'm, I'm not going to talk about them, but I will say I caught up on Birds of Prey. I'm almost caught up on the Chip Zdarsky Batman, and I Ooh. caught up on... Um, just totally like oh the uh, uh alan scott green lantern which is the like oh. perfect oh my god mm -hmm. it's perfect yeah. that is a but, um, perfect comic chris uh, don't so, you know that we don't like dc here yes i know uh <laughs> i know we hate it we hate it very personally and directly and specifically on this show and that's why i have a dc comics podcast elsewhere so that we can hate it here on this show <laughs> Sorry, is I, uh, oh, steve, steve is rolling into 2024 a little petty uh, <laughs> hey, it's new year, new pettiness. <laughs> us with more grudges. Let yes. go, they said. Not us. Hold on. More, anyway. more, <laughs> more grudges. More, more, more anger. Grudges. More resentment. No, but truly, I'm actually having a blast. I didn't write, read anything I didn't enjoy. I even read the Christmas special, and I just gotta say, we don't talk enough about the fact that Batman has canonically been trained by Santa. I feel like that's just an important. Yo, wow. yo, yep. no, I read about. these. I read. Yeah. I didn't put it on my list, but I read these. Is that so how good. he disappears? He goes up the chimney. He puts his finger aside his nose and goes up the chimney. The I cutest. love everybody's reactions to finding out that santa is real and that batman is friends with him the best was superman being so offended he's like you came to batman not me 
so Steve, hurt. Steve, so I, hurt. I wrote I wrote a piece some many many years ago about Christmas comics or whatever, and in my research discovered that in the, on the DC Wiki or whatever that they call that, yeah, Christmas is an event like the crisis. <laughs> it has its own listing. That's on everything. the DC thing, so you've got to go with it. You've got to. You've got to. Yeah. So I'm having a blast catching up. The Birds of Prey is also perfect. Like if you're not uh, reading the Birds of Prey, catch up with that. Get your shit on there. That's the best Harley that I've read in a long time. So this is the uh, Kelly, Kelly Thompson. Thompson. Yeah, and her Harley is everything to me. I love it. All of her speeches. I was just like, girl, get it. When she gives the the rant at the first issue about that how runs she's off like, the page. And <laughs> yeah, and yeah, she's yeah. like, I just want little girls to know that they can kick ass and not be messed yeah. with. Let the little girls kick ass. And I was like, yeah, Harley. <laughs> also, her calling Big Barda the bi icon was adorable. Too. Yeah. Loved it. It's great. It's a fun time. But uh, I am I am the Webtoons person, so I'm actually bringing Webtoons since we hate DC on this podcast. Um, <laughs> just had to throw out there that I'm reading it in my spare time. Um, but what I'm reading for real for this show is literary... I just blanked on the name, too, and I didn't have my notes up. I'm literary crushing. Link. Thanks. I'm crushing Love it tonight, it. y'all. Yeah. Uh, literary Link, which is just started. There's 15 issues, and I read all of them. Um, Literary Link is the story of a girl who can't stop getting in street fights, so she gets put on probation. She has to do community service at a uh, library. Um, and, but luckily for her, there's a super hot girl that works at that library. And cute, yes. <laughs> the only problem is that another person gets put on probation has to do community service, and it's the guy whose nose she just recently broke. So yeah, everything is chaotic. <laughs> And so funny. It's adorable, like slice of life with occasional street fights. And I loved every second of it. If you love books, it is like just a joy to watch people falling in love over books. Um, Bob, did you did want to you, talk about it a second? Yeah, well, did you, did you pick this one? Because you knew I would read this one. Is uh, this this one was of those? yours. This was the Bob okay. pick of the day. Of course it was. And, and I absolutely love it. Faye is a wonderful character. She has issues. Yeah. But at her heart there's a there's a genuinely good person who's in a bad spot absolutely um, and, and, and that she gets to meet someone who i mean instantly there's chemistry oh I mean, yeah it takes like a panel and, <laughs> there's, and there's that's like about a, it <laughs> there's like a daredevil-esque moment when Faye is explaining her street fighter history except it doesn't become a dramatic story because there is no story she's just yeah. like my dad taught me how to fight and atlas fight. is like and no, that was the yeah. whole story. That's it. That's it. That's, that's all we just, have to that go was with. the that was the story. I learned to fight, so I fight. <laughs> and, and we get her brother and and the baked yeah. kitty store. And... Oh my god, the yes. cat cafe with the uh, little little cat muffins. It's so and, cute. And which she designed because she has a little cat named Danny. Yes. So it's, it's just absolutely delightful, and there is. It's it's light. Don't I, I I so I don't I don't want you to think this is now some Shakespearean thing. But there <laughs> is, but there is Shakespeare reference. There are there Shakespeare references. We get throughout. some some Olivia. We get some Ophelia. I'm sorry. Yes. And we have how things happen in their own way. Who's in charge? We don't know quite, but stuff is happening, mm -hmm. right? And oh yeah. The, the confluence of events, I'll throw a big word around, is just adorable. And I, I hope I'm going to pronounce it. 
Yenzovu. Yenzovu is our, our creator, writer, artist here. Look at this. Um, us coming with the creator's name. Creators. For I'm, I'm Look at us. Trying to throw, throw it in. And there, for people who are just going to start, it is brand new, so you can jump in. And they're quick reads, but I found myself rereading them. Yeah. Because they're, they're, they're details and little body language and little things going on. Loved yeah. it. One of my favorites that you you brought around, Chris. Thanks so much. Thank you. Yeah, it's a perfect little, like, cozy read to, like, curl up and just enjoy. Yeah. Very low angst, very low stakes, and incredibly adorable. Yes. Love it. So the other one I brought was a Steve Reed uh, intentionally, <laughs> and it looks like it did work. I lured him in. I read uh, it before you suggested it. Oh, oh, he read it before it was cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he says with his hoodie pulled up, I read it before it was cool. Um, it Strikes a Chord, which is the story of uh, one of the biggest rock stars in the country having to go home to his small town, except it turns out he's actually secretly very rich and there's a mansion involved. Ooh. There's a bunch of uh, secrets. There's stuff going on with his family, stuff we don't know. And in his hometown, there's a love interest whose heart he absolutely trampled in high school that he immediately runs into after saying well, of he course. was void. Um, so there's a lot of like, what's going on? What's happening with these characters? And it's a pretty just adorable, really fun, beautiful art uh, story about rock music. Steve, did you have some thoughts on this one? Any comic that within the first three episodes has some of the best sparkle eyes sparkle. that I've ever seen. <laughs> for, days, for days. And has a Arthur-inspired uh, clenched fist. Oh, yeah. Is, oh, I love it is all right in my book. Um, I'll admit it didn't grab me right away, but I've only read uh, three episodes okay. of it. I think believe there's seven out now, yeah. so I got to get caught up. Uh, it didn't grab me right away, but I warmed to it. Uh, it's also got a lot of cats. So many it, cats. The book Which was a huge win for me. Um, and I like that I'm running into more Webtoon. I have one that I'll talk about a little bit later that I'm running into stuff that's longer than like a couple of panels don't get me wrong i love both like there's a time and there's a place for both formats but i like that i'm starting to find one uh like episodes that are a little bit meatier that have a yeah. little bit more nuance and story to them like i like a good four uh four page scroll gag thing but like every now and again i want to stay in webtoon and i want to like really dig in and i mean it strikes a chord is all you know, surrounded by music, which is, you know, my thing. So I was like, oh my yeah. God, I need to check this out. It's got a cute little romance going on. Yep. There's a lot, there's a lot to love there. And I'm looking forward to to keep going with it. I subscribe to it for sure. Oh yeah. There's a lot. I and definitely like the the weirdness with his family and everything that's going on there. I'm so I need to know everything. Um so there there's a lot of mystery of the drama family type. Yeah. Um, so I'm enjoying that. But the thing that I want to talk about the most this week is that I saw Poor mm. Things. And Oh, I want to hear about this. Oh, my God. Okay, first of all, I think, and, and I know, 
I know Saltburn was last year, but I feel like it was right at the end of the year. I feel like this is going to be the year of the weird fucking movie. And I am so happy because I'm a weird person who loves a weird movie. And this movie, it's weird in a very different way than Saltburn is weird. They're they're completely polar opposites in their weirdness, except there is a lot of gothic and a lot of fucking, which is true of both of them. Um, more, more actually in this one. This is not a movie to watch with your family. Just throwing it out there. Um, but... Mm-hmm. It is so unusual. I've never seen anything like it. And I hope we just keep getting like weird, weird movies like that. If I had to describe it, which is hard to do. Oh, hi. Okay. Do, with, without spoilers, because I'm she can't fine. hear you. You're fine. Okay. I was like, I don't okay. think I could say any more about this movie. There's a child. <laughs> this is uh, Yorgos Lanthimos, right? Yes. Yes, it is. Um, so without spoilers, I would say this is a gothic horror dark comedy that is queer and supremely feminist retelling of frankenstein in a steampunk world whoa Uh, it is that's a lot (laughs) fucking good it's weird minute one you're like wait what the fuck am i getting into the music score is weird it like puts you on edge but in a good way it's hard to explain it in a good way it's not doesn't feel like a normal horror way it's on edge like everything's just a little off kilter and you just kind of have to fall into the story. It's so unusual. It uses color very interestingly. Some of it's in black and white. Some of it isn't. And you just kind of have to figure out why. Because it's not, It's more about mood than it is about anything like flashback. Um, uh, William Defoe is incredible in it as the creator whose name is Godwin. And so he makes everyone call him God. Yeah, subtle. I know. <laughs> um, and then uh, Emma Stone as the the Frankenstein of the movie is incredible and like I said it's about feminism it's about like the way that women are treated in the world I went to see it with one of my fellow femme presenting friends and we discussed like there has never been a movie that more represented how we feel being in the world than poor things did um, truly like astoundingly how well it presents what it feels like the inherent horror of being film presenting in a patriarchal world while still being really funny i laughed nonstop throughout this movie could not predict a single thing that happened multiple times everyone in the theater with us went what the fuck in unison which is now my favorite way to experience a movie salt burn this one all of us what the fucking in unison is like the ideal ideal Uh, ideal and it is queer it is queer as fuck um canonically not just not just like implicitly like it is very queer and i don't think that was presented in the trailers so i want to like shout that out it is very queer so nice like how there's no singing in the wonka trailer like yeah how there's no singing in wonka at all (laughs) i loved it yeah only a few places here on the island showing it i was waiting for your review so i will try to see it i think thursday i think you will dig it bob uh just like prepare yourself for the weirdness of it and okay. then you'll be okay you gotta let you gotta awesome. let yourself go i think is what you have to do that's fine i have been dying to see this movie i've been writing about it since yeah. they announced it and i just every yeah. still that i've had to you know have an opinion about every trailer everything that's come out i've been like i want it's, to see this yeah. movie i love 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 emma stone so yeah. much yeah. oh my god it's i can't mm. When people see it, you just like even listeners message me directly. I just need to fucking talk with people about this okay. experience. It's so wild. That's awesome. And, and, 
And we also have Lisa Frankenstein coming. Right? I know, that's Diablo my next Cody. one. I'm like, Lisa Frankenstein's my next weird movie I'm ready for. Yeah. So prepare like for that fun. one. Yeah, I oh. want that as a double feature. I want it that to be good. Barbie, Barbieheimer or whatever. Last <laughs> year, last year it was like Dracula. It was like Renfield and the Demeter and all those things came out. This yeah. year it's like Frankenstein's year, apparently. I'm hoping for werewolves next year. I don't know. Let's see what happens. Uh, you'll get another <laughs> invisible man, I believe. Um, the Elizabeth actually, Moss one from a couple of years ago from Bloomhouse. No, I'm so no, you no, you will no, you'll get a uh, Wolfman. Wolfman's coming out from okay. uh, Lay One L. Hell yeah, mm. let's go. I, I don't know if weird. that's next year, but they're I mean they're in Fair the enough. middle of making it, so it's probably this later this year. I, I just I'm really happy that we've got weird cinema happening, like truly unhinged weird cinema happening. That makes me so joyful. I think that we're getting out of the like superhero era and we're kind of moving into the video game and weird avant-garde era mm -hmm. yeah. and I'm here for it. Well, a horror has been a really interesting genre of the last few years between Bloomhouse and A24. Yeah. There've been a lot of oddball things that yeah. still touch on the classic tropes but go to somewhere different and that's uh, yeah. really cool. Yeah, they I, need I would to put, see talk to me. I was gonna say I would put like Malignant in the same category as this. Yeah. Honestly, I oh, speaking of that movies, movie's I love so great. Oh my it's god, so fucking good. That police station scene is an oh, all timer I, for oh me. Oh my god, when so you find crazy. out what's happening in Malignant, I like jumped out of my seat, not in fear, but in like holy shit, which is just a feeling I want more. And again, I love superhero movies, but they don't give you that very often. So it's nice to have some things happening now that are doing that feeling. John, yeah. turn around. <laughs> Every it's time. one kid after after the other. Hi. It's bedtime here. So awesome. But yeah, that's that's my lightning round. That's what I got. Awesome. Sweet. It was good, good stuff. But I'm gonna, Chris. I'm gonna be seeing this at the only theater on Long Island that still uses real butter on their popcorn. Oh, okay. Enjoy. Fancy. Yeah. Fancy schmancy. It's honey. It's cinema arts. You've been there, Steve, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I saw yeah. Spirited Away there. Oh, uh, Pan's Labyrinth also. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I'm also that's, I'm that's gonna see uh, Mean Girls this week, so that's my review for next week that I'll bring back. I Ooh. actually have Mean Girls in my script for one of the things I'm going to talk did, about. Did they just remake it or what? Musical. No, it's made off the musical. So there's the musical made off the movie, uh, and now they're making a movie purple. of the musical. I was like, Very color purple. it's so Very unoriginal. Color purple. I was like, even Tina Fey, does she need to check that badly? No, it's, um, it's, I mean, it's the same, but the musical adds a lot of layers. Didn't Tina Fey write the musical? She wrote or the have first something one. To do with it? Yeah. She wrote the first wrote one, too. Oh, yeah. the movie. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah the movie. This one as well. yeah. yeah. I think she directed this one, too. Yeah. Good fancy. I, I'm here for Renee Rapp, uh, always. <laughs> As the queer friend presenting one on this podcast, I have to be like, hey, Renee Rapp. <laughs> so. Are any of the original Mean Girls or the plastics back by any chance? Or are we all. No, new? they're too busy on Hallmark. Yeah, I was going to say they're. Oh, okay, they're yeah. Traveling Lacey to Chabert Castles. is over there. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> they got to travel to Christmas castles and. Yeah, man. find princes and, and ranchers who are having a dystopian belief in Christmas <laughs> until they come into their lives. Yeah, sad, sad men with hearts of gold. Mm -hmm. All widowers. They're all widowers. all widowers. Hearts of gold in the hands of a carpenter, you know. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. 
And so she's just that's... a big town publicist who's just trying to save Christmas. Right. She's a publicist or writer or journalist. One of the three jobs she's allowed to have. So, so, but I do find it interesting. Is the sad man carpenter with the heart of gold replaced the street walker with the heart of gold from the, the old days? I feel like Hallmark at least. The script? That's, yes. that's yeah. lifetime. That's the yeah. other chance. That's lifetime. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. flipped okay. a lifetime for the street walkers. <laughs> Street heart, they, street walkers with a heart of gold who get stabbed by a serial killer. Who get stabbed killer. immediately. Yes, yes. <laughs> In the first three minutes, and then it's where mm -hmm. we go from there. And she then, was such a delightful they, individual. I like to just sit and talk to her. And then she got her head chopped off. And, and then they become your, the murderer becomes your mm -hmm. secret maid. I've seen mm -hmm. Lifetime. I know how this goes. Yes. And then you get a heart <laughs> transplant from the streetwalker. Oh, well, then you, you have the memories. The heart somehow. of gold. You have the heart of gold, too. You have the heart of gold. Wait. You all, wait. TM, TM, TM. We wrote one. <laughs> we, I think so. Yes. <laughs> well, let's do this. We Does anybody do have this. any other comments for Chris? Any other observations about the books? These are all very relevant comments about my books. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> Birds of Prey is incredible. And uh, yes. coming in, I love Kelly Thompson. Yes. But what we didn't have Babs, I was concerned. Uh, yes. But, we, but... we didn't get Babs, but we sure did get Maps. Yes, right. And we also have a reason why Barbara's not part of this because yeah. she wouldn't be on board with what they're doing here. <laughs> they're like, oh, I we... never in a million years. We got to trade out Babs and get a Harley. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And a big Barda and all the rest. Yeah. It, yeah it, but but Maps. I mean, I feel like it's been out long enough that I can say that because I know it was like a spoiler, maps from the future. Future Maps <laughs> is such a badass. I yes. was shrieking. We need more I did maps. not know about this. Yes. Oh, I, I'm excited. I did, I so did mention it somewhere. Spoilers to miss you one. <laughs> so yeah, spoilers yeah. for like six issues ago. Maps is an adult in this, and Been it's like so interesting. Five months since I read issue number one, man. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, wait, so you actually did read it. So you, you're spoiled because you forgot. And look at how much I remember. <laughs> you spoiled because you forgot. <laughs> I, that's a you're like, look, I can be I spoiled to, about a comic multiple times. <laughs> I had to scroll through the comics I'm talking tonight, earlier today. Because okay, I was like, I know I loved it, but what happened? Well, oh, you, wait, I, wait, I, Vader's I, Luke's dad? What the? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, if it makes you feel better, Steve, I dropped one off my list because I was looking at it and I was like, did I read that? No idea. <laughs> That's Guys, me every week. I'm going to go way off script. When we started what started this, where we were doing uh, the fanboy remix, Bobby, uh, happy birthday, by the way, it was his birthday on the 4th. He gave me grief because I mentioned on the show that Gwen Stacy died in a Spider-Man comic 40 years before. It's like, come on, Bobby. Everyone knows that. Well, not I everyone can, on our show knows that. I can beat that with an even wilder one. I was watching okay. the show Rome, which is based on Rome. the Empire. And how often do you think about Rome? Uh, when I was watching it, every episode. <laughs> there you go. That show was that dirty show, that show was i watched it with my mom as a oh sport. no <laughs> we didn't know uh it was great though um but as i was watching that show i was talking about it on tumblr this is how long ago this was and i was like i'm just gonna be so upset when caesar dies and this girl was like how dare you spoil this show? <laughs> Okay. And I was Beat like, me by a few decades, few it centuries hasn't, there. Yeah. It hasn't come out yet. I just know history. <laughs> I can top that. I can top that. Remember okay. the um 
the Claire Danes, Leo Leonardo DiCaprio, <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. Okay. I took yeah. a girl to, in college to that movie. No. And she was weeping at the end. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty powerful, right? Like, totally <laughs> fucking not <laughs> even serious. And she turns and she looks at me and she goes, I can't believe they died. Oh, Jesus. I blame the school system. <laughs> yep. I was like, I was dumbfounded. I didn't know what to say. I, w- I was nothing. Uh, Just walk surprise. away. Surprise! No, I didn't walk away. We went home, but you know, <laughs> you were, you were uh, much nicer than me because when the person accused me of spoiling Rome, I was like, "Spoiler alert! They're all dead now. This was a long time ago." You should have wait, turned wait, to her and been like, "Tom guys? Riddle is Voldemort." Yeah. John's like, I couldn't. I couldn't walk away. She hadn't put out yet. I got. I oh, to... what <laughs> the wow! He's wow! Like, he's like, well, I, I bought need... dinner, Aaron. No. <laughs> <laughs> Popcorn. This year we said let's get toxic. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna hold grudges. We have to we're gonna cue some, some Britney Spears up in there. <laughs> He's like, I put up with that for two hours. John's camera's gonna go blank for a few seconds. He's gonna come back with some butcher knives. Oh, do geez. a dance. Oh my god, I love it. Aaron, oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, Aaron, 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 save hey. us! Save us! <laughs> Look at that! Let me let me move this over here. All right, you're in you're in charge of of sanity. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> bring this back. Bring this back down. All right. So I've got some things here that I'm going to talk about. Unlike everyone else, I did not spend every day, you know, digging into comics. I didn't actually have an opportunity to sort of really lean back into it until sort of towards the end of our little break, which was fine actually, because there was a, I don't know, just maybe that being away for that period of time made me more excited about sort of returning to characters. I sort of stepped away from, I think probably because at the end of the year, I think everyone's just sort of just like, all right, there's too much going on and you're probably just a little bit overwhelmed with, with a lot of things. So being able to sort of have a clear mind and come back to these characters Really, really made me enjoy some things, and I read a bunch of crap. But a bunch of crap, crap bunch of crap in a short period of time. <laughs> okay. um, but one of the things I was really happy to to be able to come back to was Wildcats twelve, Wildcats number twelve. Um, Matthew Rosenberg. Um, <laughs> just, and I'm going to just read sort of the the brief description they give. You know, in the in, you know in the in the solicits. Uh, in a final climactic battle for control of Halo and all its secrets, it's the Wildcats version uh, versus the Seven Soldiers versus the Court of Owls. Winner takes all. Um, there was just so much going on. I literally had to sit back and sort of remind myself, what? Well, okay, how did we get here? We started off there, this covert team. We ended up, they were, you know, sort of all split up into individual spaces, uh grifter dies grifters in another universe grifters so many things were going on uh but what i have to say there's a couple things i really loved about this number one they really did although it was sort of batshit crazy this really was the definition of a maxi series uh because they really did have a singular story that they were telling from beginning to end from issue one to issue 12 that even though it was zany and went all over the place and only every now and again tapped into the larger DC universe, even in this final issue, they just barely 
barely referenced members of the the larger DC universe. And it was almost as if they were mentioning them like, all right, they're they're doing that other thing over there. We're 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 literally we're like saving the planet over here. So give us a second here. But we're saving it not because we're we're trying to be altruistic, but we're saving it because we're really trying to, you know, not die. Um and and do all <laughs> these other it? things. Um so we essentially they they all begin to figure out, you know, every member of the team um who's I guess still around and maybe in a different body and you know maybe you know trying to figure some things out they they all basically figured out they basically manipulated this entire time they thought they were doing one thing they were actually doing something else they were working for this organization but the organization wasn't exactly you know sharing all the information with them but the organization actually wasn't the one that was in charge of everything it was something else it was just it's very convoluted I would say if you haven't read this, sit down, hunker down for those 12 issues, just walk, ride, you know, take the ride in one shot. I guarantee you, you'll just love the the batshit craziness of it all. And what was also great about it is that art was consistent through the entire run. You didn't have any sort of, you know, fill in artist or anything like that. So you got a really, really good, you know, visual, you know, to walk through. So I, I, I would definitely recommend it. I also read uh, Century Number One uh, by Jason Liu. This is a, a, a character that I don't know a whole lot about, but I, I've whenever I sort of see a reference to them, I'm almost always interested. Um, them and what's the other one? Starbrand. I'm always sort of interested in like these sort of like fringe, overpowered characters um, that come back for like a hot second and then just sort of get like knocked away. If you remember during that whole, I think it was was it the King in Black. Was, I think it was a King yeah. in Black. Uh, Sentry oh, was yeah. basically ripped to shreds. So, give you a, again, solicits. Who will be the new Sentry? The Sentry is dead, but ordinary people all over the world are suddenly manifesting his powers and experiencing snippets of Bob Reynolds' memories. Will one of them survive long enough to emerge as the new Sentry, or will their newfound power destroy them? When, and I was really enjoying this part, when Misty Knight and Jessica Jones cross paths in search of answers, they, op uh, they open an investigation that will change everything you think you know about the century. So here's what was interesting about this. And again, this was Jason Liu. I always love Misty Knight. I always love yeah. Jessica Jones. I love it when they're, you know, where, where you have two super shows that meet up and they're not like trying to like, you know, see who can win the pissing contest, which is kind of <laughs> um, And they, yeah. Im they immediately sort of decide to team up. Um, Missy's in sort of a new role as sort of like a Fed now, um, but you know all all the same that relationship is still there. Now, what's interesting about the start the start brand century situation is like they said, people are inheriting these pro these powers. Um, they get a flash of memory um, of Bob Reynolds, and then all of a sudden they're like super overpowered. Um, what it looks like is happening is there's two storylines that are going to happen. It looks like Misty Knight and Jessica Jones are going to try to find these individuals. They figured out that people are inheriting these powers. Um, they're going to find these individuals. But the other storyline is, you know, just because they get these powers don't mean that they're going to be heroic. Um, and it looks like they're about to do a there can only be one type scenario. Because uh, that's Highlander, kind of love they, it. <laughs> that's kind of what happened at the end of this issue. Um, you know, they they get these powers. They don't really know what's happening. You know, but someone else gets the powers as well, and you know, they're just like, well, uh, every man for himself. Uh, we're we're gonna make this happen. Um, it 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 happened really quickly. I I don't know if that was a sign of me just really being into the story or me just wanting to sort of consume something that wasn't based in characters that we've read over and over again. 
but it seemed to slip by so fast this issue. So interested in the new issue that comes out this week. So we'll see. Something else that wrapped itself up this week, uh, Catfight, number five. All right. I don't even know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know. I'm going to read this, but I don't know. Uh, because no one understands who these characters are, they won't know the names. But long story. I do. Short. I remember. I read the All first right. one. So here we go. So Ooh. wait. There'll be Schrodinger. a quiz later, Steve. So this is literally <laughs> oh, what no. the solicit says. So wait, Schrodinger is who? When Schrodinger identif is identified, uh, I'm sorry, when Schrodinger's identity is revealed uh, in a deadly quest for revenge against Felix's grandmother, he realizes that his nemesis is out for blood and more. Will Felix keep uh, keep to, to his selfish ways and look out only for himself and his grandmother? Uh, grandmother's priceless red rosette, which is a big giant diamond. Uh, do cats really have nine lives? The members of, of Kitty's Kit Kat crime syndicate are about to find out for better or for worse. Don't miss out on this devil finally too. Blah, 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 blah. Now, here's what was interesting about this. There were a couple of different threads to this storyline. One was about the trauma of, you know, the way that Felix was raised and his relationship to his grandmother and sort of perceiving the way that she perceived him a certain way and having an impact on who he ended up becoming. You know, the other was about him trying to live up to this um, legacy of his grandmother because in you know, external to her life, you can be very judgmental. Internal to her life, everyone exalted her and praised her, and he sort of had to deal with all of that. Um, he was essentially framed for what would be identified as a horrific crime, and then all those people that exalted her were basically after him uh, for revenge. But there were other things that were happening you know, underneath that, uh, things, all these things were put in motion for a specific end, and it had to do with this big diamond. Uh, and there were lots of revelations. Um, I don't know, mea culpas. There were, there were just devil, triple, quadruple crosses. Very, uh, uh, what do you want to call it? Uh, Ocean's 11, 12, and 13 type vibes going on there with some of the the, the devil crosses, um, and you know. Still, a lot of nipples, a lot of deep Vs, <laughs> a lot of, you know, a little bit of tongue slippage in this one. Uh, not as much as previously, um, but it ended up being an interesting story. Um, and, you know, Andrew Wheeler just really loves to dig into that, that those, some of those stereotypical imagery, some of that stereotypical imagery, uh, while at the same time telling some interesting stories. I don't know if I would put this up there with, um, oh, correct me. Uh, oh, gosh. Steve, what was the previous one? Oh, oh God. Andrew Wheeler's book that we oh, all I love. Oh, my God. It's going to annoy me. Yeah, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. That we, I, we put it on the end of the year, and it was about the the angel and the the, the oh, gosh. Oh, oh sins of the black flamingo. Thank you. That's the one. Oh, oh. Um, I don't know if I would put it there because that one I think was both visually and and story wise a little bit more in your face with the queer content and also with the sharpness of the dialogue. But this was actually a fun story and it goes pretty quickly. I think it will probably read a little bit more fun as a single sort of uh, read through. So I'd say give it a shot. Um, Andrew Wheeler was that he doesn't disappoint with that sort of that biting uh dialogue etc cetera, etc cetera. 
Next, two books, Outsiders, uh, one and two from DC Comics, Jackson Lanzik. I'm going to be very quick in reading out these sort of solicits because there's a particular thing I'm going to circle back around to John to, to get some feedback on because I know he knows what I'm going to talk about. Uh, so first issue, Never the End, a universe, a universe of Secrets is about to come to light. Batman protects Gotham City from evil. Batman Inc. protects the rest of the known world. But what are the unknown world? What are the ancient evils and hidden tombs and forgotten tragedies from a magic and mad science-fueled superhero century? Using his fortune, Luke Fox, and this is a Wayne fortune, I believe, uh, uh, yeah. Luke Fox launches a new organization dedicated to shining light into the world's darkest corners. His first recruit, Kate Kane. And that's another thing. They just kept calling her Kate. Kate, Kate, Kate. Everywhere. Kate, Kate, Kate. I'm like, is this a secret identity? Anyway. <laughs> Uh, the the Batwoman who will re-embrace her military background to protect Luke's dream and encounter every bit of strangeness the DCU has to offer, and just wait until you meet the third man. And this is kind of what I want to talk to, to John about the third the third man. We the third man. Read Orson Welles. Uh, yeah, man? not quite. <laughs> not no quite. Harry Lime. Okay. okay. Or learn what universe-shattering secrets they discovered uh, buried uh, under Antarctica. Outsiders is a return to comic book archaeology. Um, so. I'm reading this, and the whole time I'm reading this, I'm like, there are some things that are just very familiar about this. I'm like, what am I, what am I seeing? And then there's a scene when they're walking down the hall, and then you see, and this will maybe spoil it when I see this. You see a glass casing uh, of skeletons, and it says Century Babies, and the first one is Jenny Sparks. So if you know, you know. Um, and so, and as soon as I saw that, I'm like, holy. And then it occurred to me where they were then. Like, what was this 50 mile thing underneath the 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 earth that they were identifying and then what they were headed into. Then it finally clicked in my head, like where I had seen this other character who's the third man, which is actually really a man, but third, we're going to say third person, drummer. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay, all the parts and pieces are coming together. And then we get to the final page. And again, spoilers if you don't want to hear this part. Um, three, two, one. <laughs> three, two, one. Uh, they pick up a book. This character, Drummer, again, if you know, you know. They pick up a book, and it's the planetary <laughs> Book. Right, but Jay Sparks is a Wildstorm thing, right? Yeah, okay. He's so the leader like, of the authority. The authority, yeah. yes. So I was just like, all right, I'm in. <laughs> I'm like, they're going to wow. give you some like references to the authority. I was like, all right. So this was nice. Um, this was interesting visually, and it was also interesting because I think they set the tone in the dialogue between Kate and Luke. He's like, spandex is not required. This is not a thing where we're going to be, you know, leaping into, you know, burning cities and 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 taking babies out of buildings. He's like, that's not what we're here for. We're here for research. It's basically like a Star Trek sort of exploration type situation. We're here to examine and evaluate these weird phenomena, which then, you know, leads to. So she jumps. She's on board. She's like, all right, well, let's see. Let's let's do this. So they they do this first thing. And then, you know, second issue, Monsters of the Unknown. Uh, what hidden tragedies lie inside the uh, Forever Storm with the the Enlil Triangle on January two thousand, uh, January 1st, 2000? A storm kicked up near the Enlil Island chain in the uh, Mid-Atlantic, and it never stopped. 
As West Point Cadet Kate Kane encountered something monstrous in that turbulent wave, this was a flashback that she had. And now uh, she has returned to face it alongside the outsiders. But can she control her desire for revenge uh, in the service of Luke Fox's mission of understanding? What secrets will they discover deep beneath the monsters filled uh, the monster filled waves of the Ender Triangle? Now, this also had guest stars, uh, challengers of the unknown, whatever they unknown. are. And, oh, oh, now we're in my era. Yeah, and so I you love had, the challenge. Yeah, you had a a a, a bunch of sort of background like of the different versions of the challengers and how we got to yeah. these um and so they are deep 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 underwater and they come up against the challengers and the challengers are like this is not your space this is our space get out of here we'll we'll take care of this and luke fox is like we're not going to do any of that we're going to oh. go down and we're going to we're going to do what we do they get down there and they find this big graveyard of monsters and it turns out this graveyard of monsters may be the handiwork of let's just say a water-based individual uh but mm. although normally said water-based individual taking on monsters would be seen as a heroic thing it may not be the case and they may not be the hero in that situation and it may come back to bite them later but um they weren't in this issue but it certainly does give a different perspective when you see how this is resolved and, and the perspective that, you know, they walk away with and the way they resolved it. It wasn't resolved with big superpower punches. It wasn't resolved with, you know, magic. It was resolved with understanding and patience and smarts, um, which I kind of think Love. Love. made me sort of lean into this a little bit more. So I'm, I'm excited because the next issue comes out this week as well. I'm excited to see where this goes, but Good John, go. I'm curious. I had the most visceral hate response to this book <laughs> from the time I saw the solicits. When I saw Luke Fox in a white suit and I saw the drummer, I was like, fuck you, DC. You oh, cannot man. do planetary. Planetary is. is one of the greatest comic books ever created, uh -huh. plotted, designed, drawn. It took 10 years to do 28 issues. Yep. Every one of them is so intricate and plotted that mm -hmm. the whole thing, reading it together, it's, a, it's an awe-inspiring moment. And I know that the creator, the writer is, is persona non grata, does not take away from the brilliance of that book and the authority. <laughs> I almost had the same to when I, I saw Superman and the authority and read that. I was so pissed that he allowed anybody to even play around with planetary that when I started to read this book about halfway through it, I wish my DC Infinite was acting like Steve's. Um, wow. I, still, still going I, on, by the way. I was so... Oh, God. I was like, oh, they're in the carrier. Fuck you. Um, oh, it's Jimmy Spark. Oh, fuck you. Oh it's, a, oh, it's a drummer, but it's female. Okay, fuck you. I was so lividly mad... That oh, my man. that Kayla's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I can't talk right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I might need to go back and read oh. it. It sounds like it might actually be interesting. 
Yes, but if I they think are it, just coming from the outside, if, I think it's interesting. Oh, if they are just going to do a rehash sorry. of really planetary was. issue by issue, like because in the second one of planetary, they go and they find the giant monsters in Science City. Oh no, now oh, they're in the middle oh. of the the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, the challengers of the unknown are there. Oh, is that the same as the four? And oh, I oh, was John. Oh, I, mm, oh boy, I was reading this and I was just like, what is so familiar about this? You see how I did that? You <laughs> see you. Before. Did you see yeah. me pull the pin and just toss the grenade at John? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This really is this is the triggered episode. Good yes. lord! Oh um, god! Now I didn't have the visceral re response. I think my response was more of, "Huh, okay, let's see how they're going to do this. Let's see how they're going to make this happen." Now I always like a Jenny Spark, so you know, mm -hmm. I I, yeah. I think I will lean into that. And also, I think what made me more interested in in reading this was because we shit all over Superman and the Authority because they had absolutely nothing to do with the Authority. Whereas right. here, they are actually referencing you know related figures and and content. I mean, other than the other one having Midnighter in it, but um, I I I will say the structure of these stories are less superhero-y and more okay. investigative, more detective-y, more, um, like I said, more Star Trek-like, more exploration-type, okay. um, you know, stories there. So I I will read number two. I'll go back. Let me, let me know. Well, you could probably, you could read number two for free after tomorrow, I guess, because... Yeah, I think it pops up. Comes out See, I loved Wildcats. I thought that was the funnest 12 issues really I've was. read in some time. And it didn't take itself seriously. <laughs> I think DC, the Wildstorm stuff just doesn't work in DC when they try to integrate it. Yeah. It works when they okay. just treat it like this, like, like Standalone. bastard offspring in the corner. Yeah, okay. You can't do the authority in the DC universe. You can't. You just you can't, can't throw Superman. Too many rains. There'll be too many rains on it. Yeah. Right. Be, and then, yeah. and, and, and that's where I, that, and that's why I was having, you can't do planetary in DC because DC is so established and there's nothing a mystery, but it, I like Jackson Lansing. His, their captain America was, was a fun read. Um, I'll go back and I'll give it, <laughs> maybe I'll calm down. I'll take a volume and I'll go read it oh, um, during my snow day tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I just, when I saw it, when I going back to the solicits, I had, I had, as we could just see feelings. Oh, <laughs> I, 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 letter feelings. When I tell you, as soon as I made the connection, the first person I thought of was John. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be great. This is gonna. Be great. You're a you're a stormy <laughs> person, there, Aaron. So it's podcast uh, gold. I was like, I was like oh, about, this is gonna be awesome. I don't know nearly enough about any of this, but the way you describe the story is really interesting. I yeah. do you, think that you will enjoy it, Bob. I do. Bob, think you that. would like Planetary too because the big <laughs> bad reveals yeah. are are something right up your okay. alley. Oh yeah, and there are so yeah. many callbacks to uh, Lovecraft in that book. John, I can't like, believe. If you like this one, you should try reading the one they stole it from. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, I think you will love Planetary. Thank I actually literally algorithm, Chris. What we just. <laughs> I think I literally read all of Planetary while on a treadmill, like literally, oh. like it's well, that type of read. Day. It's yeah. quick. I, I read wow. like issue, like I would read like multiple issues at a time on like mm -hmm. the treadmill and like go through it, and it was just great. 
Now I do. When John Cassidy was a thing, remember? (laughs) Remember how his name? Did you did you did you notice how they? Oh wait, was I denied issue? Yeah, they referenced Cassidy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um. All right. Last thing. So I know we're we're going long. Last. Oh, thing. we don't we don't care anymore because I'm jumping in one more time. So this is the oh, wait, wait, wait. Who, can't, the, I, who can't be named. We're talking about. Here? Yes. That yes. Guy. That, okay. that did planetary. Yeah. Um. Last thing. I'm not going to go into every single book, but I will say because I know everyone's waiting for it. I will say I did catch up to every X book that I had. No, you did. No, you did. That I had not read every, over every, the break. Okay. Uh, so I, I caught up on the X-Force. I caught up on the uh, Avengers, uh, Iron Man, uh, uh, Immortal, X-Men, and X-Men Red. So I caught up on all of those. And then I read Fall of X number one. I mentioned this in the chat. I, I'm not going to go through each one of those issues. But suffice it to say, you know, it continued to further the stories that that were already existing. We did get some 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 closure or at least some revelations in some of the issues about who's who, where, why, how they're doing these things, you know, et cetera, um, which was fine. Um, we we I do think oh, I also read Miss Marvel. I do think there was a lot of buildup to very little payoff as of yet. Um, Fall of X, I don't know what I was supposed to take out of it. Just yet, to be honest with you, I can't even remember exactly the specifics of what happened in that book as I'm talking to you. Because I read them all together, you know, at a certain point. Um I don't know. I, I feel like I got more from reading all the hot takes um, online about what's coming in this X universe and what's happening and what's what Brevoort is going to 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 be bringing yeah, forward in the school. Yeah. And I did have a visceral reaction to seeing Juggernaut at the school, though, because that was sort of like, mm-hmm. wait, we would dare put the school back on page right now. Um, yeah. Um, I, I I was bothered by that. Um. I don't know what I was supposed to get out of it, but I certainly didn't get the vibe that this was a changing, this was a turning of a page. I didn't get the impression that this was supposed to be a dividing line or a milestone in the story at all. It seemed just sort of like a, a, I don't know. I felt like it was just the next issue of pick whatever book. Um, and so wow. I'm wondering if the next issue uh, that's coming out this week, um, what is it? The power rise of the powers rise of, of the power of ten. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm wondering if that will will do something. But I I think also because the related stories are still going on in other books, like the the related story because they even referenced Tony Stark's plan in one of the mm-hmm. books, and Tony Stark's plan doesn't come to fruition until issues 14 and 15 and 14 comes out i think was it this week or next this week, week or next week yeah so oh. i'm like all right so the story is not even you know <laughs> there's still some of the things that are happening um so yeah i uh, some good things some, if i had to go back and look at some of the good points there were some definitely good points um uh with with mother righteous and um some interesting things with charles and and you know sinister and some interesting things you know with gene um yeah 
Oh, and some interesting things with Deadpool, Deadpool and Rogue, which I thought was kind of weird and mm -hmm. creepy. Um, but, you know, I mean, that's an interesting way to get a... That's certainly an interesting way to give Rogue a haircut. Uh, yeah. But, you know, it, you know, we'll see how that all plays itself out. Anyway, I... I I'm I'm giving it this week to see if if they can sort of bring this all together somehow. Otherwise, I think it's been it's been mistimed, and I'm almost wondering if they're trying to like if, if someone's like trying to like sabotage it and make us like like draw it out so much that we're just like excited for whatever is to come next. Which you know, again, as soon as they show up in the school in the front line of the school, I'm tapping out. Um, They'll play uh, softball though. It'll be nope. fun. I don't really give nope. a damn about their softball. I, I can't. I, I'm tapping out. But that is my I thought, round. I, Boom. I thought I saw a solicit of Moira sitting on the park bench again. That's this am issue I, where they're yeah. redoing the. Yeah. Krakoa is going to go out with a whimper. Oh yeah. man! Well, it, it literally got up and ran away. It got up and ran away. Krakoa ran away. Off panel. Yeah. Um, the island wow. got up and ran away. <laughs> it's you know like we're missing a piece and they don't want to tell part of the story, so they're just skipping to the end. You know what, person wow. who said we hated DC, take that. We also hate X Men. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, it's actually, I'll be honest, it's this is a wow. scenario where you gave us such great storytelling for so many, for several years. Mm -hmm. And to conclude it like this seems very Brian Michael Bendisy. Anyway, I said it. Ooh, Fight ooh, me. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, they're they're fired. not going to stick the landing. Yes. So, Doesn't sound that way from so, you guys who have been hit the issue as we've gone. I yeah. mean, I I will never regret loving the whole Krakoa era. I think it was just huh? a master of of Break taking some. You're giving. No, I will never <laughs> regret it. You know, I'd rather have loved it. Was a great crossover. Yeah, it's just—it was really. It took. I mean, remember, they literally didn't have mutants like on page for like what three years. Yeah, something like that. Thank you, Mr. Perlman. Yeah, like they like because they didn't own the rights to that or Fantastic Four, so they were just we can't have the book. Yeah, this storyline literally like pushed them into being like the most exciting thing. Mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. on the marvel lineup so i'll never so everything, I'll never everything over onto its head changed everything yes yeah it made it all matter it made it interesting yeah um mm -hmm. so i'll never as a whole i'll always you know highly recommend this whole cohen age anyone who wants to read it i just really want more for whatever is transitioning whatever it's transitioning to or at least to cap off this story so that we can have you know, a defined omnibus, if you want to call it that, that we can read from beginning to end yeah. and enjoy the whole yeah. thing. But whatever. Now, now you meant Aaron, you mentioned Tom Brevoort. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Old school. Yeah. Marvel exec. Are we thinking we are going yeah. back to the school? Do you, oh, we're going can, back to the can school. They go, really? Oh, Pack yeah. your fucking lunches. We're going back to school. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Brevor, who thinks that 1981 to 86 is the greatest era of comic books ever. I've never wanted I... to be more wrong in my life, but you know, I don't think I, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I am. I, I loved when he took over Marvel stuff in the early 2000s because we needed that, like, disregard to the 1990s anti-hero. Yeah. yeah, forget I don't that. Know, even we don't need yes, that yes, right yes. now yep. with the X-Men when they're flying high. We don't need a, a retro... Mm -hmm. 
retelling yep. of mutants are the worst hey, things in the world, hey, but we're going to be on this mansion. Yeah, let's go back to that. No, we're, we're now they yeah. are the drivers of the story. Yeah. As opposed to the sidecar. They had a seat at the table in the world and we're taking it away from them. Yep. That's Absolutely. great, great marketing Absolutely. here, Marvel. Ugh. I'm curious to know if this was a test marketing thing of releasing uh, the X-Men number one, was it the all, what do you know, the, the original X-Men, I couldn't think of the name of the book that came out. Was it last week or is it this week? It's last week, wasn't it? Yeah. There was a book that came out. I wonder if there's like a test market to see if people. Oh, the original X-Men book? Yeah. That was yeah. bad. To see if like people were, were like, if they're, if their appetite was still there for the old school expert, I'm curious to see what the numbers are. I'm hoping I'm, like, that, that, that no. was a revival of the Bendis. Let's bring the old, the old team. Which to the I, I hated. I hated. Yeah. I got to tell you. It's and like the original. That book just set up a special that's coming out this week, like Legion of Weapon X's or something. Yeah. Gosh. So, anyway, what else we got for? Uh... It's the big game all over again. Oh, why? Why? Oh, he's, he's trying Steve, to trigger. God, he's he's trying John, to trigger. John, it's your turn. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, continue our shitting on DC by talking about some great DC books. <laughs> yes. um, by the way, by yeah. the way, by you're the allowed way. to write in whatever you want <laughs> to us in emails. This is all in fun. It's but all it might, in fun. It might we, become an inside joke that we repeatedly comment about. Yeah, it might become true. that. But honestly, if you want to tell we us that we suck you. or that we hate something that you, you're it's not. Fine. Yeah, it's fine. I find it funny. If you tell us that we suck, be prepared for all the sucking dick jokes that we will yep. make and respond. We will. <laughs> it was just so funny because when we got that email, I had just made Batman my favorite book of the year. And yeah. I've been talking about yeah. all these it's, great it's, but, I had like four different things about things uh, Harley Quinn. <laughs> in the golden oh. age dc stuff it's like oh, oh my god really? if there's one thing that's pissed me off over the years with oh, the, with the show we get I so many it. let's go <laughs> like we we get so many lovely emails we get yeah. people sending us uh pictures and messages on instagram inside jokes the whole bit but every now and again we'll get something from somebody whether it's a review or an email where the entire thing is based on selective listening, either selective listening or completely like ignoring the, yeah. the the breadth of this show and how many different personalities we have. And where I definitely agree that there were some years where there was a little bit of a hive mind mentality here. That is no longer the case. Yeah, We all talk about wildly different corners of many different publishers and all have love and respect for most. All of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just, if you're going to write in and try to shit on us, at least do your do homework. homework, people. Shit <laughs> on all us I'm effectively. Yeah. yeah. But all the same, love you. Love you. Love you. <laughs> we love you all. I mean that sincerely. No, I you do the, too. I, I you took the time the, oh, to write in and tell us yes. that we suck. That's time and, out of your that, life. Uh, and I so we are gonna we're gonna except... suck even louder. <laughs> yeah. I love all of you except you. You know who you are. <laughs> it's all Steve, good. Steve, Steve, you're the only person who's gonna get this one. Vegetative injustice. Oh, I think there's more than than I one person that. that'll get that. But yes, that fits. Yeah, I, I got I got called out about vegetative injustice. It's okay, great. Yes, sorry. You also got kicking... called out by MAGA. <laughs> oh, I, I, you know, 
Come, come to me. You're too I woke, you. Bob. Get out of here. Woke, Jesus, right. really gotten woke these days. All right, John. Yeah, yeah. I haven't been woke for the '60s, but okay. Yeah, John, please. <laughs> Superman's over, kissing. What's going on here? Over, over my two-week uh, winter break, I had a functioning DC Infinite <laughs> no, and no. the Max app, and so I caught up on a bunch of DC stuff too. Um, no. I finally watched the Blue Beetle movie. Yeah, I loved yeah. it. Wasn't it nice. The movie was delightful. Great so movie. Good. I sat with my son and my uh, seven-year-old daughter. They were both entranced by it. And it's it's just fun. I, and when DC does fun, they do it right. Um, yeah. It's not high fiction. It's not, it's not, it's just, it's fun popcorn movie. Yeah. And I hope that there are more of them. I know there won't be, there won't. but I would like for them to be more of them. <laughs> But that being said, we have the Blue Beetle comic book, which is fantastic. Okay. Um, so we had gra- graduation day a couple last year. And then uh, now I think we've I've gotten at least five or six issues in. Uh, J- Josh Trujillo, writer, Adrian Gutierrez as art. Mwah. That art is so good. It reminds me of, um, got like an anime feel to it with a little European dynamic um jorge jimenez vibe I, I i it's just such a good book it's it's jamie and the scarab and the they got uh being attacked by alien worlds that are trying to um take the scarab back and there's there's he's got new allies he's got new friends uh ted cord shows up for a while i love some classic nice. blue beetle it's just a fun book and it's a book that i can give my son after the movie and he Perfect. can read it and continue that adventure and just drops right into it. And, and it's just, it's so much fun. Uh, if you're not reading the new blue beetle, go out there and read it. It is, it is a great book and it is a beautiful book. I also caught up with green arrow number one through six. Um, so Joshua Williamson and Sean Isaacs on um, uh, art with a little help from Phil Hester and Trevor Hairsign, uh, Romula Fajardo Jr. on colors. This is a nice reestablishment of Green Arrow mythos. Um, you got a more veteran GA who's on the run through time after what happened to him in Dark Crisis, where he basically had his... He was killed. Um, again. Um, but sort of the only survivor, right? <laughs> yeah, he, ki- yeah, he got killed before the whole crisis thing so everybody thought yeah. he was dead but he was just actually lost in time um he's been told that if he reconnects with his family they will all die so he's trying to stay away Ooh. from them uh black canary arsenal connor hawk uh leon the um daughter of arsenal they're not accepting that and so they're going searching for ollie and they're, they're searching every corner of the nice. dc universe and time um, you get this metatextual trip through all the different green arrows where he has to deal with like the longbow hunter, the Kevin Smith era, wow. the, the Jeff Lemire, Andrea Sorrentino, the classic um, uh, Adam O'Neill, the where they were just basically a knockoff of Batman and Robin. Okay, uh, it's just a cool, cool book. You get a Legion of Superhero cro- guest spot. Uh, you get a big classic villain reveal at the end and it sets up the next story arc, which will be more grounded in the DC universe. It's just, it's a good return to some classic DC fun. Um, I love 
someone one of the first comic stores I ever went to says everybody who's young likes Marvel, but when you get older, you appreciate DC more. And I think that's true. I really appreciate DC heroes when they're done right. And Green Arrow and Blue Beetle are being done right right now. And um, you should take the time and go and, and read them if you haven't been. Uh, I'm going to catch up on Green Lantern, which has also been really good. Um, and so I'm just kind of having this nice return to um, some some good DC books. And that's why I really appreciate I think my favorite app is DC Infinite because it does... I, having the ultra just waiting a month and I don't have to buy those books all the time. Um, and I can just wait a month. And usually when I get books, I end up like stockpiling three or four issues anyway. So it's not that yeah. big of a deal. So but don't, uh, we hate DC? don't we hate DC? No, no, no I love DC. No. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. um, which I also love is my little nostalgia corner as I re-enter with Duke number one. Whoa. Uh, Joshua Williamson writer, Tom Riley on art with Jordi Belair on colors. Uh, America's greatest soldier is having an existential crisis of faith in the wake of what happened to him in Transformers 2, where, you know, he was just getting a flight home with his buddy in an F-14 that gets knocked out of the sky by Skywarp. And as Duke ejects, the pilot gets squishied. Um, ew, ew, robots ew. are real. The government is covering it up. And Duke is on a mission to figure out what the hell is going on. He goes AWOL. He gets involved with Mars Industries, a.k.a. Destro. Um, oh, there are conspiracies no, no. everywhere, and on the hunt for Duke, starting next issue, Rock and Roll and Stalker. We're putting GI Joe back together. So I, I've talked about Transformers, loving it. GI Joe, Real American Hero, second issue came out. That was fantastic. This is another one. Joshua Williamson might be one of my favorite current writers because everything he's writing is gold right now. Um, and, and if you are not in the Energon universe, get in there. It is awesomeness. The Daniel Warren Johnson Transformers, Robert Kirkman Void Rivals, and then Williamson is doing Duke, and he's going to be doing Cobra Commander in a couple weeks. Get on board. Enjoy it. Everybody who's in their mid-40s, this is exactly what you <laughs> want. Okay? This is it. <laughs> what John, you don't you're... want... Is might be the movie I sat down and watched. Go ahead. No, on December 22nd, I woke up, or yeah, I was like, I don't have to work today. What's on Netflix? Oh, yeah, Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon. No, two hours of my life, I'm never getting back. Um, (laughs) I still don't know. I still am waiting for the plot to develop. This well, it's movie, only two hours in. You gotta give it another three or four. It's, it's like a three-hour movie, honestly. Oh. Um, it's it's obviously a failed Star Wars script. Man. <laughs> they don't change that much. <laughs> you still have your stormtroopers, <laughs> you still have your Darth Vader cyborg oh. clone thingy. Oh. Um, you have a uh a force-like system where you can go into a, a another universe and talk to people who aren't actually there. You got robots and you got renegade robots. Wow. You got your your um, bounty hunters. How, how original. This, this could not be. I'm watching this movie and one of the most enjoyable aspects I had of it was like, 
Oh yeah, that's from Star Wars. Oh yeah, that's and I'm like, this is all from Star Wars. It's got oh, the dumbest through line. <laughs> There's a farming planet. <laughs> the Empire wants corn. They don't want to sell them the corn. They bash in one of the leaders, and everybody's like, okay, we'll give you corn. We'll give you corn. And then they send in a group of stormtroopers, I mean soldiers. Who then yeah. decide that they are yeah, going yeah. to rape Trademark, one yeah. of the women, and suddenly one of oh. the other women is this kick-ass soldier who just takes down an elite group of of like a squad of soldiers in one huge oh, slow motion battle. Dude, that, that scene was awesome. So slow as every like mo- minuscule oh. bit of her hair whips around her head as she comes up with a blaster and shoots them all. And then it goes into hyperspeed and whatever. And suddenly she's killed these soldiers who nobody really knows because nobody's really talking to them. But now the the <laughs> empire is going to come back and decimate this like poor <laughs> farm village. So she has to go to um uh, most most isolate. I mean, I don't even know what the town is. <laughs> And find uh, she ends up with um, oh, man. Uh, Jax from Sons of Anarchy, uh, who takes her across all of this universe to find all of these like oh, lost boy. souls, um, uh, great fighters who might help her in like a, a, a you know like a, I don't know Seven it's, Samurais or it's something. Dollar Store Magnificent Seven. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's a great way to say it. Uh, and there's a, a moment in time where some shirtless Tarzan guy just tames. Um, uh, uh, Charlie I don't even know what that like animal was. What? Oh, it's Avatar now. Yeah. yeah okay. And then they He's fly hot. off, and then they end up in in Coruscant, where they 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 get into a giant battle with a cyborg spider, and then they end up on a gladiatorial planet where just this maybe dustiest man i've ever seen <laughs> just is just wallowing in self-pity and then he decides just to fix it and they end up on some star dock and it's all a big uh lie and somebody is is turned the on them and all of a sudden you get like a battle star not a battle star but a battle a star destroyer just shooting at him and then you get more slow-mo running and you got a guy with a sword and somehow he brings down an entire, oh, by the way, spoilers. Um, he brings down an entire <laughs> star destroyer by stabbing one person. And then yeah, it's just like, work. oh, and then we, we ride our horses back home thinking that nothing's wrong. Oh, horses. but there's something wrong. Cause the person you killed, they're not dead. Cause they're a cyborg <laughs> and they get brought into a new body maybe like in a Baca tank and whatever and they're fixed. And now we got to deal with another three hour movie that's going to come out in April that I will be surely watching. Cause I got to yeah. know how this ends. Yep. But I, I was going to say, John, are you trying to get me not to see this or see it? No, great. this is a movie that you don't want to watch. Rebel Moon. To watch. Steve, go. <laughs> look, look, <laughs> I watched this movie under some very, very cool conditions. Okay. Oh, I oh, come on! I'm always stoned. Um, I so I I went away for Christmas, right? Okay. And the thing about Christmas is people make these elaborate Christmas meals. They make turkeys and hams and stuffing balls and turduckins and yeah. right, like it's like Thanksgiving three times out of the the time that we're there. I 
can't eat that stuff. My system won't allow it. So I am always on the outside of these meals. So for several days during the holidays, while everybody's like, oh my God, it's so good. And blah, 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 I'm just like eating my, I, uh, you know, Salad. chicken breast <laughs> yeah. thing over the corner, uh, wishing that I had the, the gut to handle this stuff. Anyway, I get back from Christmas and my friend Brad and I, had already scheduled before I left what we're calling mediocre movie night. <laughs> so I went over to Brad's for mediocre movie night, but Bronwyn and uh, his wife, Colleen, and their, our friend Mel all went out for pizza. And me, Brad, and our friend Ryan made wings with cornbread and these amazing like truffle and uh, sea salt flavored chips and nice. fried pickles in a brand new fryer that Brad had bought. Girl, love the we, fried pickles. Like cut up vegetables, dips. We were feasting. You and can eat that, but you can't eat a turkey. <laughs> what yes. <the> hell? <laughs> yes. Okay. So we, I even, oh, I even brought with me. I brought um, hot sauce that I bought at Chili Chili's when we were in Ottawa. Um, try the Pico Rico. It's amazing. Um, so. Brad has been working on his house for the past couple of years. They've been building in the basement. He built a movie theater in his basement. Nice. It has reclining rumble seats that are uh, hooked up to 5.1 surround sound with a projector screen television that has crystal clear quality. And we watched Rebel Moon in this brand new movie theater in his house let me tell you something. My ass was like hovering in the air from the <laughs> feedback the and, and God knows what was going through these chairs during this movie. The movie might not be very good. It might not be written very well. Did I have an absolute blast with my friends eating yeah, yeah. food and watching it? Absolutely. It was so bananas and i said halfway through the movie because we had to pause it to go i forget what we were doing i think we were making more drinks um i said to them i was like so is there are we all in agreement here that this movie ends when the story begins because it's almost <laughs> like a three hour long first episode of a television series oh, where you spend the entire movie getting the group together for the thing that you actually have to go and do but here's what I'll say. You could you could talk until you're blue in the face about all the slow-mo and all the ridiculous desaturation and all the ridiculous, uh, you know, things that Zack Snyder is known for in his movies. Um, I didn't hate it. I didn't. I didn't hate it. I yeah, am a sucker. Okay. I'm a sucker for creatures. I yeah. love practical effects. I love makeup. When Jenna Malone shows up as like the arachnid queen <laughs> on that planet, when they go to that place, that scene was awesome. That fight that you were talking about where Sophia Botella shows up and just lays waste to that entire platoon of dudes. It was cool as shit, especially sitting in that in that basement theater, the house, the entire house earthquake rumbling right. with Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon. I was all about it. It's not a great movie, but I had a great time watching it. That's fair. 
Yeah. I love Plan Nine from Outer Space for the same reasons. Yeah. <laughs> I have. I'm very terrible, but yeah. In that, like, I don't have a lot of friends here in Canada to go and like physically hang out with and like have a night like this. I'm very fortunate in that my best friend that lives here is my concert buddy and he's also my movie buddy and Brad has a habit. He's not entrenched in this stuff like we are. He just kind of goes to enjoy himself. His enjoyment of things that are sometimes like a little mediocre is infectious. <laughs> And mm -hmm. I end up like we when he and I saw uh, Black Adam together, That's it was a little me. It, it was, was a terrible. ball. Just he was having so much fun watching The Rock walk through walls for an hour and forty five <laughs> minutes, and it yeah, was a blast because he was there and because we were experiencing yeah. it together. And so I think the movie was definitely amplified by Brad being there. But like, it's maybe the first Zack Snyder movie since Sucker Punch that I didn't absolutely hate. So, okay. yeah, like I said, not a great movie. Had a great time watching it. I, I we don't have time for this, but I hate Sucker Punch. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> I can definitely. I, I've seen yeah. that side of it too. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. There, uh, there's maybe no Zack Snyder movies I don't hate. So, <laughs> I like his zombie movies. Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. Awful. Actually, you know what? It is <laughs> awful because it's not Romero's Dawn yeah, of the no, Dead. No, there, there, parts of it. Parts of it are bad. I the one with Batista that he made. I like that oh, movie. Oh, um... Oh, God. Army of the Dead? Yes, yeah. that was it. Yeah. Army of the Dead. I enjoyed I that movie. It was, was alright. When I was watching Sucker Punch, I accidentally hit a button on my laptop that slowed it down to half speed, and because no. it was Zack Snyder, I didn't notice for ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the companion movie to Army of the Dead, I thought was better. What the hell was that called? Army of Thieves. Oh yeah, where's the uh, yeah. the safecracker guy? Yeah, I liked yeah, I liked fun. that a lot better yeah. than than Army of the Dead. Uh, if that's not that, a Snyder, but it's a Snyder. Yeah. It's a Snyder adjacent. Mm -hmm. Snyder adjacent. Um, all right, now, now we're really going somewhere. Okay. Um, does anybody have anything for John before uh, we move on to my stuff? No. I love that you got to see Blue Beetle. Yes. Mm -hmm. It Great was... It, it, the DC movies that work the best for me are the ones that aren't Batman, Superman, so on. So even though I have... Is Shazam great? No, but did I have a great time, as you guys are talking about? Did... Is Aquaman the first one a complete mess as a piece of cinema? Did I walk out feeling good about it? Yes! And so Blue Beetle, which is a very typical superhero movie origin story, when it turns, and it's about the family and the grandma who is now a revolutionary <laughs> with guns and whatever. It's like, yes, give me this, because I care about these characters. As in Susan Sarandon twirling her mustache, yes, who cares? Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed the heck out of it. Yeah. And it's got uh, Omac in it. Yes, oh, it you does. tell me it has Omac and I'm there. There you go. John, have you read uh, Dark Ride by any chance? No, I don't think so. All right. If you're on a Joshua Williamson high, that's that series that I talked about, about the dark Disney park. Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah, got that on That's a my Joshua list. Williamson okay. series. You should check that out. It's a yeah, lot of fun. Yeah, he's my new Tom Taylor. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Definitely, definitely read Dark Ride. It is a lot of fun. Okay. His Superman's been great, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. 
All right, somebody give me some lightning. We need lots of lightning, Steve. Yeah, boom. I got a, I got a big, <laughs> big, big extendo <laughs> lightning round here. All right, here we go. My little sister is the demon lord. Numbers <laughs> one through five. This is for Chris. It's yes. also for me, but it's also for Chris. This is by Moodio. Okay, this is a webtoon. After their parents' sudden passing, uh, John Woo finds himself in the role of caregiver to his younger sister, who harbors a startling secret. She's the demon lord with plans for world <gasps> domination. Undeterred, John Woo is uh, committed to nurturing his sister with love and guidance. Join them in this unique tale as they navigate everyday life amid their extraordinary circumstances. Okay. This okay. is the adorableness of Anya Forger from Spy Family meets the humor and absurdity of the anime uh, Agrisuko. Every episode provides a beefy scroll of action, demon shenanigans, and manga-style slapstick that uses the webtoon scrolling format to its advantage. It reminds me of the 19... This is for you, Bob. It reminds okay. me of the 1961 episode of The Twilight Zone, It's a Good Life, depicting oh. an isolated family farm and a young boy with vast Put mental powers. Put him in powers. the cornfield. Bill, yeah. Bill and Yumi, yes. Okay. Who holds his terrified family hostage to his every juvenile wish. This is very much in the vein of that. Nice. Okay. Um, Mal, Mal Sook is the young woman who is also the demon lord. This is totally a situation where you do not want to upset her because she can basically just manifest your nightmares. And because she's a child, she doesn't really understand the limitations of that and how frightening that can be mm -hmm. and the consequences of her actions. And it's not just one person that's at her mercy. It's the world. So huge consequences. So as the young Malsuk attempts to bring damnation to the world around her, um, my little sister is the demon lord, is also a is also sweet as it explores an unbreakable bond between brother and sister trying to make ends meet after their parents' demise. Oh, and also there's a literal terminator who's been sent to kill Malsuk that experiences a malfunction because it can't understand why the demon lord is obeying commands from her brother, who's nothing more than a human in need of torture and subjugation. It's a really Mostly good all, series. Yeah. The episodes okay. are quite long, and the artwork for it is absolutely fantastic. If okay, you see, you're one, you're you're one to five. How far out are we, or is that the whole? Uh, thing one so to far? six. One to six. Okay. Yeah, it's it's brand new. It just started. Great. Um, yeah, they they rolled out with five episodes. I think right off the bat, unless maybe I missed a week or two. But um, if you Spy Family is a very uh, popular manga and anime series right now if you've seen the art for that it's very much in that vein um so if you like that aesthetic that's what you'll find in uh my little sister is the demon lord it's series is tons of fun uh like i said the artwork is outstanding it usually it really uses the webtoon scrolling format uh to its benefit i can't recommend it enough it's awesome level one housewife also a webtoon <laughs> created by uh ask ask oh my god go for Askernia? it Askernia A-S-K-E-R-Y-N-A. So Askernia, Askernia. Good luck with that. Yeah. So what happens when one of the most powerful adventurers falls in love? 
decides to get married and is now supposed to lead a normal life. Follow Angerboda, her beloved hubby, and countless new and old friends with their everyday struggles to find out. So this is a quick and easy read with lots of humor and what-if scenarios related to taking a barbarian off the battlefield and into an idyllic suburban setting. It's shenanigans galore as Angerboda navigates cooking, cleaning, date nights, and making friends with the people Whoa. around town. It might sound like the creator is putting Angerboda in a box uh, for a, misogyn a misogynistic look at becoming a doting housewife, but it doesn't play that way at all. I cannot stress that enough. The comic is filled with sweet moments, kind gestures, small sacrifices, and laugh-out-loud misunderstandings about making an abnormal partnership work in the quote-unquote normal world. House of Slaughter, numbers 12 oh through 20. And House of Butcher, number one. I'm not going to go too much into this. Uh, you know that I've been loving the Slaughter universe that uh, James Tynan IV and company have created. Um, I caught up with Something is Killing the Children before the break. Now I'm caught up with House of Slaughter that focuses on other characters within that universe. Still telling really fantastic stories over in House of Slaughter. Go and check it out if you're a fan of Something is Killing the Children. Uh, and the other thing I'll say for House of Butcher, House of Butcher is very much a catch-all for what this universe is. A while back, there was another Something is Killing the Children kind of like companion book that came out that defines the world that we've been living in and reading for the past couple of years. So this is all the different types of monsters that you can encounter uh, all the different masks and how they work, how the organizations were formed, all of those things, past cases. But the difference between this one and the last one that came out is there is more comic book content in this one. It's not just text page after text page after text page. It has a story, like its own story, peppered throughout the compendium. And so it kind of breaks up the information a little bit. It's definitely a dedicated read. There's a lot in there. But if you're really interested in this world like I am, it's a ton of fun to read. Gives you more insight into the characters, into the creatures, uh, and kind of how the hierarchy of these different groups works. Uh, it's a lot of fun if you're you're into this world. Uh, if you're not, whatever. Uh, let's see. The Enfield Gang Massacre numbers one through five. I echo everything John said during his end of year presentation. No one is doing crime like Chris Condon and Jacob Phillips right now. Uh, I know Brubaker and Sean Phillips have their hands full with the criminal series that's just been ordered at Amazon. You're welcome. There's your new section for this episode. Uh, so I'm content to let Condon and Phillips take the comic book reins for a while. It's really amazing stuff. I kind of want to know where Condon came from and how their voice matches the criminal reckless world so well. Uh, I don't really know anything outside of that. I love their work. So maybe I need to do some homework. Dr. Strange numbers nine through 11. Uh, I don't have much to say other than that. I got caught up and that I'm still loving this series. And I want to know where is my wand spinoff Marvel uh, series Marvel. I'll even take <laughs> a five issue mini series. Just yeah. give the people what they want. Right, and that's you and I, Steve. But if oh, there's nobody God. else, we want it. I want. I need yeah. it. I need it. Doctor Strange has been outstanding, and Jed every McKay, time that incredible, yeah, every time Wong and friends 
shows up, I'm like, I'm loving this, but I want more of that. So I really, really hope that they do some kind of wand mini series in the future. Uh, another thing that I want to talk about hack slash back to school Ooh. numbers one and two story and art by none other than Zoe Thorogood. Oh, Why wow. didn't anyone tell me Zoe, Zoe Thorogood was releasing a hack slash prequel series. Am I that out of touch with comic book releases? Well, I am too. So I, I didn't no know. Idea. Yeah, I didn't know about that I either. Have no idea. Yeah. Okay, so check this out. Cassandra Hack is back, and after watching seasoned Hunter in spiked stilettos, uh, off on a rampaging Five Nights at Freddy's style pink bunny at a fast food joint, she's ready to be recruited and learn the tricks of the slasher hunter trade. However, like any other school-related story, there's bound to be competition as Cassandra copes with being the new girl at Hunters for Hire and Darla Ritz's Academy for Girls. Nice. Zoe Thorogood is having too much fun playing in this world created by Tim Seeley and Stefano Caselli. The artwork is second to none as Thorogood channels Junji Ito-like creatures, deranged slashers, and raging teenagers in desperate need of an attitude adjustment and a hug. Uh, the second issue gets super psychedelic as Cassandra and her crew get sucked into a video game and need to fight their way out. It's right up my alley. It's like Hack Slash meets Lollipop Chainsaw with a dash of Deadly Class and Mean Girls. Ooh. It's awesome. It's really, really good. Uh, I read a ton of other comics, but those are the ones that I wanted to focus on this week. Uh, during the Christmas break, I also had the pleasure of playing a game that came out from Don't Nod. They're the makers of Life is Strange. This uh, game is called Jusant. Jusant is a third-person action climbing game. Now, while that might not sound too amazing, it is. This is a very stu like Studio Ghibli-esque uh, aesthetic to it where you are a person carrying this small creature in your backpack up this city that is located and built on a series of mountains that are like stacked up on top of one another. And this was, this used to be an entire society and until like a, a city bustling with people bustling with technology, but then something happened up in the sky and it stopped raining. And so when it stopped raining, they stopped having water. As everything started to dry out, things around them started to die. So people started to pack up and leave. Other people wouldn't leave because they had the mentality that this is my home. This is where I live. I was born here. I will die here. And so you spend the entire game. There's no enemies. It is just you climbing. There's no dialogue. But what there is is there are mementos and letters left behind by the people that used to live in that city. So as you're navigating this climb and you're using like ropes and cables and pins and everything, it's like a real, like as if you were really climbing up the side of a mountain, scaling one. And as you're going up this mountain, you are reading the histories of this people that once lived there and had to get up and leave. Uh, and the whole point of the game is for you to bring life back to the mountain city. And I won't tell you how that happens, but toward the end of the game, there are some truly inspiring and beautiful moments and vistas 
that were just absolutely breathtaking and worked really, really well with the art style that they went for. It is definitely a cozy game. Uh, Chris, if you want to go and check it out, it does require a lot of reading. So you kind of have to tuck into it a little bit if you want to learn about the society and these people that used to live on this mountain. But I will say this, I beat it in, I reached the top of the mountain in two sittings. So you can probably get through the game. I would say it took me about four hours to get through the whole thing. And I split it up into two parts and beat it in the course of like a weekend. Um, loved it from beginning to end. Lots and lots of fun. Uh, it's called Jusant. It's J-U-S-A-N-T. Highly recommend it. It's from Don't Nod. Uh, we also played a ton of Alan Wake 2. Uh, I won't spoil anything for anybody, but we made it up until the very end of Saga's portion of the game. We're on the final chapter of that, so we hopped over to Alan Wake's portion of the game, which we're making our way through now. Um, this is by far and away, as much as I love Control, this is my favorite game from Rebedee so far. They have refined their style and presentation and their technology so well to the point where I am just in awe of what they've been able to do in terms of creating atmosphere and story and characters and memorable signposts in this game, certain levels that are just, what even made you think of this? Really, really inspiring stuff. Uh, let me see, what else did I play? I played Power Wash Simulator, which is absolutely Power fantastic. Wash? Can you send them to my house? Because my God, see. Bob, it's You're exactly simulating? it's exactly <laughs> what it sounds like. Okay, it is Power Wash Simulator, where you are going around with a power washer, power washing parks, vans, uh, whatever. Like, here's the thing. I don't love like I I do a lot of the like the choring and stuff in the house and one of my favorite things to do we don't we have all wood flooring now so I never get to do it anymore but my favorite like menial household task is vacuuming and the reason that I love vacuuming is because you actually get to see like there's a visual representation yeah. of your progress. When you vacuum something up, it gets sucked off the carpet and it's no longer there. And you can see the lines of where the, the vacuum was. Like and it's mowing progress. the lawn, right? There's the whole thing. Right. So with power, power wash simulator, you're power washing this stuff and washing this stuff and taking the grime off and taking the dirt off. You just throw on a podcast and sit and mindlessly <laughs> clean up Watch this crap. Power wash. It's fantastic. 2022's game of the year. I can make this video game a reality for you, my friend. Hey, man, Come on down. You... I'll hook up my power washer. We'll deal with the car. We'll do the siding of the house. Let's I got do a it. plate of bikes you can do. You don't even need to plug in. You can just come down here. I'll put you to work. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Can, can uh, we do? Uh, can we do gutter cleaning too? <laughs> get me a That's ladder. 2025's game of the year, Bob. Get me a ladder. Okay, sorry, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking ahead. Yeah. Gutter cleaner 2024. <laughs> uh, and then super quick to to wrap up uh, and a little bit of uh, shameless self promotion for some things that I have coming up. But uh, we watched Merry Little Batman on Amazon on New Year's Eve. I absolutely loved it. Uh, it's kind of, it's Batman meets Home Alone, uh, at least for a portion of it. It's very funny. It's very cute. And it was, 
I thought it would be good, but it was better than I anticipated, which is always a treat. Uh, I hope that they do more of these or they, they hire this team to make another DC movie. Uh, it was pure joy from beginning to end. I highly recommend it. I'm going to try to make it like a, a yearly Christmas watch uh, for me. We also watched Polite Society, yes. which was absolutely just awesome. Uh, I've been dying to see that since April of last year. We finally got to it at the end of the year. Uh, just fun, like just just pure fun, very funny and yeah. not exactly what was advertised until about halfway through like tonally it was a bit unexpected for like the first half of it but like all the way fun from beginning to end uh lots of great humor lots of good heart at the end and just just a good time good way to to end the year uh movie wise and then uh the shameless self-promotion portion of my lightning round or whatever they want to call this I watched seasons seven through 12 of Letter Kenny <laughs> because uh, Letter Kenny is ending, and I had the pleasure of interviewing the cast of Letter Kenny for my job over oh, at Joe Blow. Uh, nice. That happened this past week. So I interviewed, if you know the characters, I'm going to just name their character names instead of the actor names. I interviewed Squirrely Dan. Stuart, Riley, Jonesy, and Katie from Letterkenny. I got to spend, you know, a couple of minutes with each of them. Uh, went through a series of questions that myself and Bronwyn uh, wrote up for them. It was an absolute blast uh, meeting them, talking with them. The guy that plays Squirrely Dan is just an absolute teddy bear. I swear I wanted to jump into my monitor and just give him a big old hug. He was phenomenal. Uh, Stewart, the guy, the actor who plays Stewart was also great. And uh, Riley and uh, Katie were were just phenomenal. Uh, very, very grateful that my boss, it was kind of my uh, early birthday gift from him to go and do that because I, I sent the uh, invite to him and I was like, you have to let me do this. Uh, Letter Kenny is the show that when I first got to Canada, it was like, required watching for my immigration process here. Everyone and their <laughs> grandmother was telling me to watch it. And I loved it from the jump. Uh, it's got a few bumps in the road. It's got a few dips in quality uh, around season seven, but it does catch up with itself. And the last two episodes of the final season, I legit teared up because it was so good. And they landed the, the ending so well. Uh, and one other thing that I can't, really talk about too much but i can tell you that it happened uh there is a hulu film coming out on january 12th called self-reliance this yes. is a movie from jake johnson jake johnson is from new girl he was chilly in the movie tag he's also the voice of peter parker in the new spider-verse movies uh i had the pleasure we're recording this on a monday earlier today i sat down with jake johnson and biff whiff who is also in the movie both of them were absolutely fantastic. We had a great conversation about the movie, about their characters, about the inspiration behind it, the process of making it, all sorts of really cool um, inside info. And that interview should be coming out within the week. Go and check it out. Uh, I'll post it on my socials. 
Uh, every time that you guys click on it or watch that or whatever, that looks really good for me. And it means that I get to do more of these things. So please go and check it out. I had an absolute blast doing it. And I hope that you enjoy them when the footage comes out. And that is me. Jake Johnson was awesome in Stumptown. I wish that got a second season. I forgot about that. That was show. such a good show. COVID killed it. I am so excited for self-reliance. It's on my list of I hopeful weird movies of the year. So cool. It looks it looks real good. I'll I can't check that out. Yes. I I have seen it. Is it weird? Uh, I I have seen it. <laughs> I have seen it. Blink once if it's weird, Steve. I <laughs> hostage video. Yeah. I am I am under embargo. I have seen it. That is that is all. Hey, Steve, did you see that movie yet? <laughs> Let's move on. Have Does anybody have any it? other questions for me? No, we're good. <laughs> um, I'm so excited you're enjoying uh, Webtoons. Those sound amazing. I meant to read them before, and then um, I didn't. That was the whole story. Yeah, my but... little sister is the demon lord. I was going is... to. I didn't. I will in the future. It's not uh, a. It's not like a My Vampire Husband where you could just kind of yeah. dip in and dip out. Like you, You really need to sit down and read uh the my little sister's a demon lord that's what i realized when i didn't do it i was i thought i was gonna do it a couple minutes before the show and i was like oh i'm not getting i'm not getting enough of what's happening so when you read the first one you're not gonna want to stop until you're all caught up Ooh, okay yeah i'm excited i'm excited they it is sound really good i'm i'm excited for that it's very cinematic it doesn't like it's it's like one continuous thing it doesn't i mean i guess it does do it for one issue but like you know the the kind of little catch-up at the start of each webtoon where they're like, you know, this kind of happened. It doesn't always do that. It just rolls right into the next thing. And so if you read them one after the other and you're scrolling, it's almost like you're watching an anime. Oh, I love it's, that. It's, it's got a lot of art and it's got a lot of art that almost makes the page move as you're scrolling with it. Um, it's very animated is the only word that I can think of to describe it. It's very, very, very cool. And it's funny it's yeah. very funny the Malsuk is trying to to kill her uh her teacher that comes to visit to check on her at home and she doesn't she doesn't like her so she asks if she wants to play and she gives her these demonic crayons that like if she like she's like asking her to draw all these crazy things and if she draws them they come to life and try to oh my eat God. her Stop, that's and so fun. the brother's trying to prevent it while not making everything in the house look weird because he doesn't want her to be exposed and it's just it's very much one of those scenes where everything is going wrong and you're having to like juggle all the different nightmare scenarios that are happening while the person has their back turned it's really <laughs> really really good it's, it's a lot of that it's giving little evil vibes. Do you remember that movie? Yes. Adam yes. Scott? I yep. love that movie. That's, it's that's very, a... very much little evil. But then you have the whole Terminator angle and they literally come into the story in a giant ball of light. Oh my God. And it's it just, they end up joining the school that Malsuk goes to, to keep watch on them. So you've got that trope going over there and it's just, I love it. it's hilarious. It's really, really good. She's a computer has never been to school so when the teacher calls on her to ask to, to answer a question you see it on the page of like all the mathematics and all the binary code that equals what the answer is to the the very simple math problem that they were given and they explain the entire thing in binary detail and the whole class is just sitting there like you know slack jawed and their 
eyes wide open like what just happened oh my god that's so fun it's very good uh, also polite society it was so underrated and more people need to see it i don't know why i didn't get why well, i do um because it's a it's a movie about women of color it didn't get enough attention but go watch it everybody it's very good it's very fun and I I really, really loved it. I'm really glad that we got to to watch it. It was really random. We were just like, oh, Merry Little Batman. And then all of a yeah. sudden there was Polite Society right there. We were like, oh, let's do it. So good. It's yeah. so funny. Um, it, it's like a, it would be a good double feature with Bottoms. Like that one and Bottoms have a great time. Go, yep. go do that. That was uh, that was the other movie that we were going to watch. And then I, I made a thing about playing more Alan Wake, too. And I got... I offered to watch Bottoms, but I got made fun of for making a thing out of playing more Alan Wake 2. And they, like, like a little child, they were like, go and play your video game. And I was like, oh. no, no, it's okay. We can go watch power Bottoms. wash a house, Steve. Yep. Power okay. wash a house. <laughs> Damn right. Um, yep. There you go. Comic books. We've, We've got them. read them. <laughs> We've got them. Uh, all right. I think we're going to move on. Oh, did you want to talk about Murderbot? Yes, thank you. <laughs> Steve was like, we're not doing news today. And I was like, we're doing one story, damn it. <laughs> so uh, Murderbots, aka one of the best book series ever written by Martha Wells, is finally being made into a television show, which I'm wilding out about. It's going to be on Apple TV, which means they all have like billions of money to throw at it, even if it doesn't do well. So I'm like, great, we'll at least get some seasons of it. Um, they don't cancel shit over there. That that show with Jason Momoa went on forever. <laughs> no, oh, the one where he can't see? Yeah, nobody watched that fucking show, but it was had I think it only seasons. lasted for what, two seasons, maybe but three? Three seasons, but who watched it, Steve? Well, nobody, because they can't see. <laughs> Not even Jason oh, Momoa. You can't tell. Even you Batista can't... shows up in that movie. You can't tell me that people were watching that show. Apple just has a fuck ton of money to throw at things. Anyway, <laughs> um, so my point is, this is an actually good story, which means we might, we'll probably get like several seasons of it. Uh, for those who don't know, but you totally should, by the way, these are, are very short reads. They're less than 100 pages each. Um, so they're just like quick hit novellas. But uh, the plot line of it is that in this future sci-fi sci world, there are murder bots, which is the slang term for these robots, half, but well, they're more like cyborg, like half biological, half robot creatures that are basically enslaved and their job is to go and kill things. One of them becomes sentient. Uh, they, they do not identify with a gender. So they, um, or non-binary robot killing machine but they decide what they want to do with their life once they become sentient is just watch soap operas and that's like their entire oh, motivation course <laughs> if they, there's a fake soap opera in it um that is so funny and you get like little tidbits of the soap opera throughout the series it's hysterical <sighs> but the thing about Murderbot is that they keep getting drawn into mysteries that they have to help solve and things they have to do throughout the series. And they're constantly like the most reluctant hero because all they want to do is watch soap operas. <laughs> um, it is reasonable. It's a reasonable so thing to do. It's so good. And Alexander Skarsgård is going to play them. Oh. I am freaking the fuck out first of all love love him in true blood second of all so excited to see him play um like play with gender more he was amazing doing drag so we know he loves playing with gender so i'm excited to see him like get to do it out of character 
um, the whole time. He did all kinds of gender fuckery in True Blood as well. He was the most <laughs> interesting character in that show, to be to be honest. So I don't know. I'm really excited to see him actually play like an NB character in a very queer story. Um, and I'm losing my mind over it. Like this is going to be my absolute obsession forever. forever. <laughs> Killer robot soap operas sold. Killer yeah, robot soap. Good. Yep. Yeah. It's I'm, I'm blanking on the name, but I think the soap opera is like heroes of the sentient moon or something like that and they just keep constantly going back to what's happening in it and it's so great so you get a, like these updates of what's happening in the nice. show and it's so unhinged because it's the soap opera tropes but then in space and it's so amazing sure. so evil twins and yeah. extra marriages and all the usual <laughs> soap opera stuff right absolutely it's so good i i can't wait i think you'd love these books bob by the way like Okay. I think you would enjoy them a great deal. Murderbot. There's, um, yeah, Murderbot. The Murderbot Diaries by Martha Wells. So, yes. Gotcha. Nice. I'm going to read you. the first one. I'll report back. Okay. Thank you for letting me have my one news story that I You're insisted welcome. upon. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get back to I know there was a lot of news over the break. Uh, I didn't really feel like gathering it up. <laughs> and uh, quite frankly, it's been several weeks and it would have been a very long say, news segment. It's kind of out of... Yeah. By this time, we should assume everyone's seen it. Yeah, <laughs> and um, we're three hours in. Yeah, there's that. As well. Yeah. Well, we're gonna close. We're gonna close the show with uh, going around the table and talking about our question for the week. Remember that if you want to send us a question into the podcast for the group to answer, uh, we do these every week, and you can send it to podcast at talkingcomicbooks.com or you can message us on Instagram, Talking Comics Podcast on instagram okay uh, us on hive but no one will ever read it <laughs> <laughs> i haven't logged into hive it's I, like in months no i confess has, so i deleted it i i gave up okay uh okay the question is do you have any 2024 comic book related resolutions and how are you feeling about comics going into the new year Bob, do you have anything for this? Yes, in that there's fatigue even among those of us who do this all the time about what's around in comics. But there is so much positive. And even in the big two, separated from the major events and all the other stuff. So uh, my resolution is to be as positive as I can not only here on the show, but in person to talk to people in stores. Like, you know, I you you walk into a store and people can play, oh, I, I, I just tried, there's all this Batman, there's all these Avengers. It's, yeah, but why don't you try Doctor Strange? Why don't you go over and try some small book? Why don't you try an indie publisher? Go to buy something from Boom. Find something else. There are lots of great comics, lots of great original graphic novels. So that's that's my thing for the year. It's like, you know, there's still so much great stuff and let's not get so myopic about comics. Eh, people are stupid. Don't waste your time on them. <laughs> <laughs> you may be right. Aaron, you may be do you right, have any, any resolutions? On that note. Uh, on that note. <laughs> well, not wasting my time on stupid people. Uh, but <laughs> comics, really, I don't make resolutions, to be honest with you. Um, and, and because I, I'm very you know, of the moment about whatever comics I'm reading, I could be very much into my superhero thing, but then want to try number one that's a little bit more 
I don't know, uh, off the beaten path. I don't really make resolutions. I just really want to just enjoy what I am reading and uh, letting go of what I don't and uh, just call it. Um, that's pretty much it. Very, All very, right. as, keep it simple. All right. Chris, any resolutions? Yeah, um, two. I, one, I want to keep catching up on all the DC stuff that I really slacked off on last year and try to like be more present in the moment with DC. I don't know why that sounded so zen when I said it. I want to be one with DC this year. Um, <laughs> uh, um. I, um, <laughs> Batman. But uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to actually read, you know, comics that were published in the this calendar year is part of my plan. Um, but other than that, thanks. Other than that, I think this is the year I said this over on Thursday with like books, but I mean this with comics too. Like this is the year I'm going to finally read those series I've been putting off. I've been meaning to read Sandman for like, I don't know, a million years. So I'm going to read it. I'm going to do it. This is the year I'm going to do it. So nice. that one, there's a few others. I'm going to sit down and make a list. Like these are the ones I actually want to read this year and like get into some of the old stuff that I never read. So nice. Awesome. John, any resolutions for you? New year, new me. I'm going to cut out all sugar, gluten, flour. <laughs> no, um, wow, uh, I think I'm going to continue my resolution to continue to use the DC and Marvel app more rather than buying the actual comics. I can wait a month for DC, which I hate, um, and three months for Marvel. Uh, and I think this is the year. Last year, I got rid of all of my boxes of comics this year i think i might call my graphic novels because oh. as i sit down here week after week after week <laughs> um it's a little bit out of control uh i see some uh of my the shelves starting to warp can you move <laughs> your camera for a bit and give us a little taste of yeah, uh just buy a bigger house yeah that's oh okay yeah you've got some business going on here and they wrap around the other corner too um so that might be something that because we want to redo the basement and my wife's like do you want to build shelves for them and i'm like i don't know i'd say about <laughs> there's about a third of them i want to keep wow okay that's not a great number wow well i have like i bought like all those epic reprints and all the like the essentials the black and white ones mm. and all that stuff it's all digital now. When I got it, it wasn't yeah. digital. Now it is. So I might donate a bunch to my school uh -huh. because yeah. they don't That's have a good. great comic book collection. And, you know, here's yeah. just some stuff that you can put out there. Yeah. So, You'd be surprised. Uh, well, maybe thing. not yeah. now, but it was uh, really difficult to donate books because of COVID for a while. I mean, oh, I just here. put I just put them in boxes and drop them off in the library and act like I don't know what happened and how they ended up there. <laughs> They just suddenly. What are you talking? Well, also, there's always language. I? There's always language arts teachers who will take anything I give them. So, yeah, because they like mm -hmm. to they like to get little libraries in their rooms. As long as Big Brother's not coming through our rooms and looking at what's yeah. on the shelves. Mm. Yeah, we're Although the, the, the there words, was an yeah. injunction put in place and they can't do that in Iowa anymore. Thank you, federal oh. courts. Love oh, that. Nice. love that! Wow, uh, yep. Chris, you looked like you were about to say something. I already forgot what it was. Damn it. Sorry. Oh, 2024, I, I I gonna... the year of forgetting. Right. <laughs> uh, 
I was going to say it, it shouldn't be very hard now, at least in the States. It's not very hard to donate books anywhere. You can take them to your local library. This is my like PSA for people listening. If you also are clearing out comics, take them to your local library. Even if they don't keep them, they sell them and it makes money for the library. Yeah. So all you have to do is literally walk in with a box and be like, here, take this and then walk out. That's all you have to do. Nice. I uh, recently did another run to Heroes uh, over the weekend to uh, help recoup some of the cost of Loki's surgery. <laughs> and like, you want to talk about culling the shelves and, and getting rid of some of the pile between the move and expenses since we've moved into the house. There's, I mean, I, we're keeping the essentials, but I, I even got rid of some of the like collected stuff over uh, this past weekend because I know that it's worth a little something. And uh, I got it all digitally. Like I just don't have to. Yeah. I don't have to worry about it anymore. Uh, for me, resolution-wise... That's what those people on PS5 say. Oh, R.I.P. them. I got very... I'm very proud of myself that after years and years and years of knowing and saying that I need to get better about my comic book spending, that I've said that numerous times on this podcast, I have finally gotten better about my spending. Uh, I have been very selective as to which books that I'm reading. I'm only reading what I'm enjoying and I'm not buying what I'm not actively reading anymore. There are a few things that I, That's I'm like, thank you, Bob. Like there's definitely a few things that I'm picking up because I plan to read them collected or okay. I've picked them up recently because I know that they're ending in like an issue or two. And so if they're already discounted, I go back, like you'll find a lot of the issues are like 149 now, especially if they're image on comiXology they're discounted like everything up until current uh so i've been doing a lot of that i've been using our review folders a whole lot more especially for the image stuff um boom i still buy even though i'm not reading very much from them uh this past year and who knows what will happen in 2024 but um i'm gonna keep at it i'm gonna keep being strict about my comic book buying and i'm gonna buy what i want to support and, you know, of course, save up some money for FlameCon later this year yes. and try to give my money directly to creators that I enjoy. Um, and beyond that, I am going to make a concerted effort to be more present here on the podcast uh, each time that I am on. Uh, 2023 was a rough year for, I think, all of us yeah. and i don't i don't want to speak for anyone here i know that it was a it was a very bad mental health year for me and you know one of the things that keeps me going and keeps me sane is this show and i felt like in 2023 i alluded to it at the beginning of the show that i didn't really bring my a game this past year and I want to change that I want to have better lightning rounds I want to have more things to say about the things that I'm reading uh, and I just want to do better for this show and for our audience because I feel like I've been not purposefully, but just phoning it in for a little while because I don't have the mental and social battery for just about anything the for the last little while. And I can feel myself coming out of that fog and I want to bring some of that energy to this show and share that with everybody that's listening at home or wherever. So those are my resolutions. 
be good about buying comics and be present when we're here doing our thing. Well, yeah. So that's going to do it. Let's talk about the books that we're looking forward to this week. John, what are you picking up? Uh, in a month from now, I'll be reading Jason Aaron's take on Superman <laughs> in Action Comics 1061. Uh, Blue Beetle 5 comes out. Uh, Green Lantern 7. Those will be, all be on the Ultra. Batman and Robin, I'm still picking up physically. Josh Williamson, he's great. Um, I'm picking up Sacrificers. I haven't read it since issue one. I got to read that. Um, Transformers number four, Avengers nine, Rise of, the, Rise of the Powers of X, and I will check out Ultimate Spider-Man number one. Who's, read, who's writing that? Uh, which one? Ultimate Spider-Man number one. Uh, Hickman. It's Hickman and Chichetto, I think. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I know. Okay. I, I might Hickman, have to give yeah. that a shot. Yeah. Because they just did that Ultimate Invasion reboot. I did not read that. You didn't Do I need much. to read that to read this? No, no, no. You're okay. fine. You're fine. Good. Uh, Bob, what are you picking up? I'm not looking forward to Luke Cage Gang War number three, but I am buying it. <laughs> I am looking forward to She-Hulk number four, Blade number seven, Captain Marvel number four, Abbott 1979 number three, and Adventure Man. Yes. New number one. I saw that was coming out. I thought that was coming out like two weeks ago. I guess they got delayed. It, it was, yeah, it was due in early December before stuff. All right. Uh, Aaron, what are you getting? Uh, Action Comics 1061, I think. Uh, Blade, Rise of the Powers of 10, Outsiders 3, Adventure Man, Century 2, and Spider-Man. I have a, a star next to you. I don't know. We'll see how I feel about the Ultimate Universe again. <laughs> I, still have, I still haven't forgiven it. Uh, Chris, are you looking forward to anything in particular? Well, I'm going to be catching up on issues one through six of Hawk Girl. I've yeah, rereading them just for reasons that like there reasons. might be a reason next week that you might also want to read them with me. Listen, uh, special guest I'll read them with you. I got to get caught up on that too. They're really good. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to read them by myself. So okay. <laughs> Aaron's like I also will read them but not in solidarity not with you two yeah I, yeah. yeah. Uh, if you at home want to read them with us you don't and, need our permission. Uh, send a question in for next week there might be a special guest to talk about that yeah. series there might be there might be, there might be. <laughs> uh, let's see is that it you all right for me, what do I got here? Uh, I got Blade number seven, Captain Marvel number four. Is Sensational She-Hulk number four coming out? Yes. Okay. Uh, Abbott 1979 number three. I will eventually get Adventure Man, but I have yet to read the second arc. I want to go back and read the first one and the second one because I have those yeah. oversized hardcover yeah. collections. Yeah, I want to sit down with those. Uh, before I pick up three, so we'll see. I might I might actually wait until that's collected in the hardcover uh, and read it that way, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, and then I might check out that Ultimate Spider-Man, but you'll notice that I only have like four or five titles mm. on my list. Starting Sweet. off, starting off the year, real mm. good. 
Good job. Yes. 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 Um, and there's, I mean, there's probably other things too, but if it's in the review folder or anything, I'm probably not going to mention it. Um, right, this, this bra is killing me. Let's wrap this up. Wow. <laughs> He's back, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it. Uh, does anybody have anything they want to plug? Chris, I'm looking at you. Yes. Okay. Oh, uh, yes. I'll go quick. So Gotham Outsiders is back from our hiatus. Woo-woo. We have, uh, and you can now go listen to our episode where we explain all the changes that I hinted at. Um, we have a third co-host now in Mark Perez. Uh, you probably knew him from Pink Milk Podcast. Uh, he's now on What About the Poodoo? So he's mainly a Star Wars guy and doesn't know a lot about Batman. So he's my Ooh. new newcomer to the Batman world who I will be shepherding through Gotham. Um, TJ is still around. He's just taking a bit of a different role. You can go learn all about that in our new episode. Um, but it's going to be really fun. And we have a lot of really exciting stuff coming up. So please check it out. Um, the Lesberary is also back. And you can check out my new review, which is up today for the graphic novel Us by Sarah Solar. Uh, and you'll see one, at least one review from me every month. So please follow me over there as well. Uh, and Thirsty on Tune, we have our Queer in Review coming out this week where we talk about literally like 5,000 books. It's it's truly wild uh, with our guest, TJ. So <laughs> I think oh that's gosh. everything I'm doing. <laughs> it's almost like you don't hear what it sounds like when you say Queer in Review. Uh, no, see, the Queer in Review is a follow-up, but our Rear End Review is the Patreon. Okay. All right. There you <laughs> have it. <laughs> What's the OnlyFans? <laughs> That's the <laughs> All right. So uh, as I plugged earlier, later this week, I'll have my Letter Kenny and Self-Reliance interviews going up at Jobo.com. Please go and check those out. I will post them to my socials. Uh, and I just want to take this opportunity on behalf of everybody here talking comics, whether you're new or a returning listener or a longtime listener, thank you so much for uh, waiting for us to come back over the break. I know it was a little bit longer than anticipated, but we do have some great episodes up on the feed for you to go and check out in case you missed those. And uh, yeah, 2024 is just beginning and we're back and doing shows every week. And uh, we have a lot of cool episodes coming up uh, this month with uh, a few special guests coming through on the show. So make sure that you tune in every Wednesday at 6 a.m. And uh, yeah, we've reached the end of this week's edition of the Talking Comics Podcast. As always, you could send us your comments or questions through our email podcast at TalkingComicBooks.com. Bob, where can our listeners find you? Old-fashioned email, Bob Ryer at TalkingComicBooks.com. Aaron? You can find me on Instagram, AJM70. And Talking Comics Podcast. Yep, that too. John Burkle, have you made it to social media? Iowa yet? City, Iowa. Come on over. We'll get a coffee. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Chris? Uh, linktree.com slash the myth of psyche for all of the socials, mainly Blue Sky and Insta these days, though. There you go. Uh, I am at dead underscore anchorus online. Bronwyn is at shiny baby B. And Joey Bracino is at Joey Bracino on Instagram. And, and, w- yeah. and what's his what's his switch code so you can become his friend on uh, Tears of the Kingdom? Or? I don't know. <laughs> He's still we him and I were supposed to play so many games together and it never happened. Maybe this oh, will yeah. be going to come out of his basement with like a six foot long beard. <laughs> we were supposed to visit each other's <laughs> Animal Crossing islands. Damn it. 
It never happened. He never came to my dispensary. I, I saved the princess. I saved her. <laughs> Yo, if he like rescues Zelda or gets the Master the... Sword before I do, I'm going to go all the way back to Jersey and punch him in the face. <laughs> and then drive back to Canada. Yep. Yeah. I'm just, just going to ring the doorbell, door. yep. yep. punch yep. him in the face, and leave. <laughs> leave. Just don't eat the shrimp this time. Oh, my God. That's what he'll go. probably do to get back at me. <laughs> just tackle me before I can get to my car and shove a bunch you. of shrimp down my throat. <laughs> All right. Thank you all so much for listening. Be excellent to each other. Uh, Best to you all in the new year. And until next time on the Talking Comics podcast, to be continued. Stay toxic. Oh, God, this girl. (laughs) 